Listen, I am by no means an artist. I don't know what makes great art great. Hell, I can't even draw, like, stunning stick figures. My stick figures look a little rough. I have no shame in saying that. But, our guest today, she's done some pretty incredible pieces, if I do say so myself. I'm a big fan. I really like what she puts out. It's dark. It's real. And it has depth. And it's just, it's it's insane. If you haven't heard of her or seen her work, definitely go check it out. The, her site is plugged down below. She's cool as fuck. There's really no other way to say it. She's a really cool, authentic, genuine person in life and in her art. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I know I've said that a few times, but it's true. So I think I'm going to let her take it from here. Please give it up for Sophia Santana. You want to keep talking about that or change? I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> it's, it's, your, comes, it's your goal. If it comes up again. This is a can. podcast. We can talk about anything. I've never been on a podcast You've before. never been on a podcast? But you've been on the news. I, I just saw that I video last night. Yeah. Dude, I've had a fucking what? Can I say bad words? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this was a Christian podcast. Yes, it is. We're actually going to be doing Bible verses in about 30 me? seconds. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what I do here. All right. Word. Well, I've had a quite an eventful couple months. Do you want to talk about it? What's been going on? Um, I mean, I went to the ER, and then they put me outside, and then I put like I did like a shit post on my art account because I do that for it's like from my Snapchat stat story at like three a.m. I was like, this is a funny video, and then I opened my phone and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it has like I think now it's cooled off at about like eight point four milli. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that's gotta be wild. It was it was weird too because I just like watched it all unfold from my cell phone. I You're wasn't like, what the fuck like is my, happening? My daily life didn't really change. Like if I didn't open my TikTok, I wouldn't have even noticed. But then uh, some lady from Inside Edition, which is, I don't know, some people, something old people watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good way to describe <laughs> it. No, it's some bullshit. She DM'd me, and I was like, are you fucking with me? <laughs> I was like, you know what? Whatever. And then I was in the middle of moving, actually, when I was in her Back down here. Yeah, because okay. I, I had all my shit up in Portland in a storage unit. So I'd been, like, couch surfing here. I was at my cousin's house, and I started having a really bad asthma attack. And they were like, you need to go to the ER. And I was like, I don't want to do that. But they took me to the ER. I was having like a full-blown, like massive panic attack. And I couldn't breathe. It was really gnar. And oh, then, no. Yeah. They like put me in, like at first I was in the waiting room just like chilling. Not really. I was not. Freaking out. Yeah. like, okay, this is fine. And then I was like gasping for air. It was very dramatic. Like, like rocking back and forth in this chair. And some chick comes up to me. And she's like, I have alopecia. So she's like fully bald. And I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. And she's like, I'm a soul healer. Did someone attack you? And I was like, oh, God. I have asthma. <laughs> I don't know what to say right now. And then this other guy was like, seemed like a regular. So he, was, he was high on something. He was like. Goes there on his off nights. Yeah, yeah. He was shouting at the, like, the receptionist. He's like, you dumb fat bitch. Are you on your period? And I was like. And they took me over to the desk, to the triage, to take my vitals. And he was like, are you a boy or a girl? And I was like, what <laughs> oh the fuck? 
<laughs> oh, you gotta love the ER. Yeah, especially in Humboldt. Yeah. <laughs> and then they wheeled me out in the wheelchair to the ambulance bay. And she, the nurse gave me a bunch of blankets and was like, all right, if you need something, just wave at me. You're on camera. And then she left me out there alone. It's like 2.30 in the morning. Did she say, like, acknowledge everything that was going on? Like, sorry, we have to put you outside. I don't honestly don't really remember. I think she was so frantic that it didn't really come up. It was just kind of like, here, this is what I have for you. We're going to deal with it. And then they cooked me up to an oxygen tank and they gave me like a nebulizer, which is just a standard asthma treatment. But... There was someone like digging in the dumpster, like over the fence, like shouting. Um, and I so you had like, a little show going on. And I just took a little video because I was like, "This is really my real life right now." I just wanted to show my friends, and then I showed eight million people on accident. <laughs> Funny how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yeah. And then I find a, found a place to live, got a job, and then. I got fired, <laughs> and the hospital has sent my bill to collections because I don't have insurance in California yet, so my shit's fucked. Damn. <laughs> okay, so it's been, when you said it's been a wild few weeks, you meant it's been a wild few weeks. I don't even know what day it is. It's been so much happening. I'm like, whoa. I moved here with like a week's notice because I hated my job in Portland, and I just did not like it up there, and it was like hotter than the Middle East. Got to like 115. Jesus. You're like, no, it'd be cool. Let's move back to the town I haven't lived in since I was 12 years old. Let's do that. You haven't lived here since you were 12? I moved after sixth grade. I moved to Oregon. Oh, so no Cutton shit. was yeah, that's Cutton like, was the last. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's been a hot minute. And then I like I went to UVO, UVO grad. Just been drawing nice. shit and my art's been doing okay. In the meantime, so now that I'm not employed, it's kind of cool. I just sold a painting for like 200 bucks. So. Congratulations. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So like it's kind of hit or miss, though. It's not, like, reliable income. It'd be cool if it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I saw your art. I've been, I know I told you when I reached out, but I've been, like, a silent supporter Aww. of your art in the background. <laughs> Just, like, not creepy, but, like, oh, my God, that's awesome she's doing that. I have had that Facebook album, like, as long as I've had a Facebook, which is like half my life, which makes me uncomfortable if I think about that. I started, I got a Facebook when I was like 12, just to like meme around with my cousins, but I've had that art album on there, like up to date in order with all the things I've worked on since 2010. Wow. So everything So you gotta there, get it, like track your progress there. Yeah, right? it didn't really, like it wasn't like intentional. I was like, I'll post this. It was more like, I want my grandma to see my picture. <laughs> it's been like 12 years on accident. So. Wow. <laughs> I guess I can't count. 10 years. What year is it? 11 years. <laughs> 2021. I had to think about that for a second. I'm like, like, wait, where am I? It still feels like 2019. I stopped and existing in 2019, I think. Yeah. When COVID hit, I feel like time just was out the window. Yeah, it was my last semester, or my last trimester of college. So it was just Right like, when it struck. Yeah. Damn. 2020 grad, and then it was just, it just evaporated. Damn. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I spent my last term of college, because I was on, I got a full ride, and... They give you a certain amount of scholarship money if you sign up for classes, and if you, like, fail a class, they'll put you on academic warning, whatever. But it was my last term. I had finished all my credits, and I was like, I have another term of funding. So I signed up for classes, didn't go to them one single time, and then just got drunk the whole spring. Oh, that's awesome. Come <laughs> and, like, on. And, like, played tag with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, are you supposed to be in class? It's like, no, I'm done. You mean I online yeah, Zoom school? I've got my degree. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I finished my degree, like, a term, my two degrees to a term early. So I was just like, I'm not doing Zoom school. That is yeah. not it. It was rough. I did my last year and some change on. Yeah. Did you online. finish recently? Yeah, I finished in May. How's that going for you? 
sitting in the garage doing a podcast. So. <laughs> Me too, brother. I'm getting fired from Mexican restaurant, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool we're doing something, right? I think. Um, I don't know. We're all in Eureka, so. Oh, I know. How, de- how depressing. But we're how all... exciting at the same time. Where'd you go to school? Uh, I bounced around so many times. I went to OSU for a little while. Oh, really? Yeah, then down to SAC. My and then... enemy. I'm like accidentally. Wearing... I know, right? I almost wear a beaver's. I have a little that beaver's cap. That would have been so funny. I am only wearing this because my hair is greasy, and this is the first hat that I was like, dang, I have to. You gotta shout out I have the, to like, go in the ducks. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go, ducks. Um, oh, man. But your art, I, I don't know how I know this, but I've known about you, you know creating pieces since like high school which is I, weird because we didn't go to high school together in, but in sixth grade i used to like do commissions like i used to first back in of, sixth grade i don't remember who i would do them for i just remember i had a little like side gig like hustling i'd be like i'll draw you Whoa. this like weird elf for 10 bucks i remember i used to do that i don't know who my patrons were <laughs> but i'm grateful to them for the the artist probably one of those guys <laughs> screaming at the receptionist at the ER, yeah but, probably yeah it wouldn't surprise me yeah, I've been doing that for days, but I was kind of like weird and low key about it. It was never like because I my degrees I have a degree in international studies, so it's oh, like, okay. I didn't go oh to yeah, school for art. Um, because I was like, it's just a thing I do. I didn't really think much of it. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, TBH, I'm really fucking good at this. I should like, <laughs> I should do something with this. But I've, I've drawn since I could like hold a pencil, since I had like the ability to grip things in my hands. <laughs> That's cool though. Six, sixth grade. Yeah, that's when I first began the hustle. Not when did I'm... you think like, oh, I could, you know, I could do something with this? I don't know if I've ever thought that. Okay, okay, <laughs> I think, understandable. I think now I'm kind of like maybe I should take this seriously. But um, when I was younger, it was, I kind of got in the old habit of like, oh, you can't make a career with art. Like you should get something practical and then just do it as a hobby. But my practical skills aren't helping me out here either. <laughs> So yeah. I'm like, I could be starving artist or I could just be starving. And that's, yeah. which one has more clout? You tell me. <laughs> and you get to draw with the other one. So it's like, exactly. Might as well. I know. And I got an iPad, um, like the most money I've ever spent. I probably should have like done something more wise with that because I have like $300 to my name at this moment in time. <laughs> but I bought an iPad and I started doing digital art. Um, I kind of expanded mediums. I started doing colored pencil. I started doing oil painting. I used to be very strictly like just graphite, like me and a mechanical pencil. Mm-hmm. But I was like, let's try some new shit. Um, but I'm like such a perfectionist. I have to think about how I'm going to do something for like six years <laughs> before I actually am like willing to do it because I can't stand being bad at things. It makes me uncomfortable, um, especially art related things. So I'm like, I already know how to draw. If I'm bad at oil painting, I think I'll die. <laughs> yeah. So how long does it take when you... Th- when you come up with an idea and you're like, this is what I want to draw, how long does it take before you actually start creating it? It kind of depends. Because um, it's it's not really like a streamlined process, which is why it's hard to harness mm-hmm. as like a career because I feel like it just hits me sometimes randomly. Like I'll, I'll come up with an idea sometimes and I'll draw it immediately or I'll come up with an idea and I'll think about it for a long time, like years and years. And I'll be like, I should draw that old idea. Like I my just my notes app on my iPhone is like, full of just random shit i've never drawn <laughs> um a lot of time though i like i have this idea for a concept but it, it'll completely change throughout the process of making it it's mm-hmm. it's hard to explain even as the person who does it i don't <laughs> i don't really know how it kind of just it. comes to you yeah yeah it kind of just happens not to sound like whoa sorry i keep smacking your <laughs> shit <laughs> can you do me a favor just turn the mic that bar yeah just turn it slightly i gotta get a new mic um this thing's a work in progress you know, we're 
it all looks really fancy and expensive to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. Then you walk in, you're like, "What's up with what? I mean, what is this place?" Based on my standards, <laughs> this is fucking like you got your drinks all organized. You're doing. Yeah, fantastic. feel free to. I gotta put up a little sign that says, "Whatever you want." You, you know, can have I, whatever you want there. That's. I am unemployed. I might as well. What? Whatever you want. <laughs> what? What can I get you? Can I get a truly mango? Yeah. Just staring at me. Specific flavor. Uh, I'll do the mango one. I feel like, well, now I, I feel pressured. I like. <laughs> what is it, like 3 p.m.? Yeah. I guess it's almost 4. It's a podcast. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's 5 o'clock in Arizona or some shit. I don't know. Is it daylight savings? I should get a clock for some, you know. Wherever it's 5 Yeah, o'clock. some foreign country where it's 5 <laughs> o'clock and just be like, well, it's 5 o'clock now. I tried this whole thing where I was like, I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to be a healthy person. And I was like. Damn, this is really boring. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> I'm bored all the time. I was just stressing myself out because mm-hmm. I was like, I need to make healthier life choices and like <laughs> just work out more. And then I was like, damn, I don't get people who do that. <laughs> I, I'm one of those people that loves working out, but like if I had to sacrifice beer for that, I'd be like, hmm. I just, I think not drinking is not a wise way for me to go because what ends up happening is I'm like, whoa, I've been sober for like three days. I can't deal with it. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's more like... Start I'm... getting all shaky. You're like, oh, I yeah. No, I'm not quite at that level. I just drink way too fucking much in college to the point where it's like vile. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even like look at hard alcohol. If I go to the liquor store and like hold a bottle of vodka, I'm like, Hugh! like I can't do it. <laughs> that last semester got you. Oh man, it really did. More like the... The, the first, whole time, the but first yeah. Through eighth, like <laughs> it's some rowdiness, but I I don't really like crave it as much as I used to. But mm-hmm. I think just straight edge, it just makes me bounce like rubber band back to drinking way too much because I'm like so bored. I'm like, wow, I've been thinking my own thoughts for a really long time. Do you ever get drunk and then draw? I have done that a couple times. Um, I studied. How's it turn out? Italy. You know, every kid that studied abroad has to slip it oh, in the shit. conversation in any way possible. But oh, anyway, what I'm saying? surprised you don't have an Italian hat on. <laughs> I should. I actually do have one back home. <laughs> I should have put that one on. It just makes my head look really big. But um, I, when I was there, I was drinking like one euro wine all the time because I was 19. And I was like, I can buy alcohol. I was really overcompensating. Um, but I used to just get wine drunk and draw all day. I would like skip class and <laughs> just draw little pictures. <clears throat> and like eat so much pasta it's aggressive um, i would imagine you almost have to that's like a prerequisite for being out there yeah i used to smoke weed and draw but i don't smoke weed anymore because it makes me freak out <laughs> it gives me panic you get paranoid yeah, yeah. i get weird i'm like <laughs> i've never really existed and i was like <laughs> oh man that's the best thing you're like what are we're just like sitting on a rock in space yeah, it, for me it goes too far i'm like man i'm really just like a sack of meat <laughs> yep and I get a little too existential. It stopped being fun. So it's like, I also have asthma. So yeah, that seems like the hospitalization. Yeah, it's not my fave. Yeah, I could see that. But we're not going to talk about my nicotine addiction because that's not relevant. Right oh, now. you smoke. You smoke, smoke. <laughs> I see, that's smoke, like smoke. the old I, smoking, right? I vape, which is worse. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. And I'm I sure st- the nurses love you there. I start. I didn't tell them. Well, I told the doctor. I didn't tell the nurses, though. She's like, please help me. I'm just a poor victim of asthma. I think you guys I- are putting me out here in the cold with blankets. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them. <laughs> They're going to, like, sue me or something. But, um, yeah, I can't let my TikTok fame, like, my, my fan base know about my <laughs> baby habit. Cause they just turn against it's you. It's a They're fucking like- bad look, man. Because I think the reason to be oh, fully no. candid that oh, I no. had the asthma attack is because I, I couldn't find my inhaler, but I kept vaping anyway. 
And then when I found it, it wouldn't work. And I was like, man. <laughs> You're just like, this sucks. I've sunk to a low low in my life. <laughs> so the vaping. It's so embarrassing. That's got to make it worse. <laughs> I was going to say. I was trying to figure out how to say it's, that without okay. saying it like that. It's not as bad as smoking weed. Because that's like straight up fucking tar. I used to smoke blunts when I was in high school. <laughs> um, and I used to smoke like three times a day. And I think that's probably why now it freaks me out. Because mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, that is way too much weed for a developing brain. Uh-uh. Um, but that was certainly not good for my asthma. Like smoking cigar wraps. Like, yep. That was next yeah. level bad. <laughs> so like a little like lychee flavored vape every once in a while is okay, I think. That's my justification for my addiction. <laughs> I, I never got into the vaping thing. Or nicotine. Nicotine in general. I was just I like, I think I'm good. It is so not my thing. And I think with quarantine, I was so bored that I was like, I need something to do with myself. And I kind of bought it as a joke. This and then PSA it turned against, against you. all the yep. kids who were like, don't do it. I bought it as a joke. And then I, like, a few months passed and I was like, this is not a joke anymore. <laughs> this is just my life I now. I was like, addiction's not real. And then I was like, whoa, like... It's not. <laughs> I've made a mistake. Do you have like one of those big, what do they call them? Like no, rigs? Like, like the, the jo- It's like five batteries I'm duct taped together. That you would even think that of me. Well, you have the little pocket one? <laughs> no, yeah, I have like a little buddy. It's, it's like a little blue one. That doesn't even look like a va- That looks it, like a little whippet. It looks like a whippet or, yeah. and or a sex toy of some kind. I was going to say that, but I was like, let's just start with whippet first. <laughs> <laughs> I stay strapped. I'm Damn. prepared for any event. Were you biking over here just like taking a quick puff just um, just to keep you moving I, I didn't hit it on the bike ride but it did fall out of my pocket and i had to stop the biking <laughs> of getting so it's like i need that <laughs> oh man yeah it's deeply embarrassing but i'm glad all the people that listen to this or know that about me now yeah i feel like <laughs> they're closer to you because of it your tiktok fans maybe not but <laughs> i think some of them would think it was funny it's weird though because like that that viral video has just like taken over my whole account so if i post anything like my art was starting to do really well on there oh no and now it's just this. and now if i post anything that isn't medical trauma it just flops completely so i'm like wow okay Thanks, <laughs> i worked really hard on this video nobody cares <laughs> but the one shit post i made is what really... blew up that's that's so indicative of like where we are in society i know it's just like it's like wow i became for some reason like the face of the vaccine movement for a little moment because my my comment on the video is like get your vaccines people which could be taken in any light like it could have been sarcastic it could have been anything i didn't really like i wasn't trying to make a psa i didn't put a lot of thought in this video i was like funny video but all the comments were like there was like a vax versus anti-vax war going on like they're like all you liberals and blah 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 it was like whoa i did not want to invite this energy into my life right now yeah when i first somebody was telling me about the video and they spun it like oh it was a vax thing i can't remember what they said like, i feel oh. like everything anyone says about anything is all goes back get, to that now. it's going to get spun as some shit yeah but i think people that actually know me like I don't care. They were just laughing. They're like, like what I'm, is happening? I'm fully vaccinated. I did the whole quarantine, the whole thing. I, if you don't, that's don't come breathe on me. But that's your personal <laughs> business. Like, I'm not gonna go up to people's houses and knock on the door and ask them if they're vaxxed. You yeah. know? <laughs> but a lot of the comments on that video were like, "Oh, don't tell me what to do, I'm like, bro. I don't know you. There's eight thousand people in my comments telling me not to tell them what to do. I don't care what you do. <laughs> I just don't care." 
It was really funny, but it kind of, it was like watching a car accident. I couldn't look away. So I was like shit talking people in the comments. Oh God, I can't <laughs> I read like, the comments. I've gone uh-huh. so low. <laughs> I've fallen from my, my stoop. Sometimes I'll, like on a late night, if I've got nothing better to do, I'll just scroll to people's posts where I know they're going to get some shit and I'll mm-hmm. just read the comments. And I'm like, why? Are you? And you always see them in there responding. It's like, why are you? It's, as a person dope. who's been on it's really hard not to. Uh, <laughs> I've, uh, I've thought the same thing. I'm like, why don't you just ignore them? It's really hard. And the, this one, there was some that were like so funny. I want to frame them. Someone said I was getting paid by Big Pharma to post that video. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I was Big Pharma's bitch. Big Pharma <laughs> chewed me up and spit me out, bro. I wish they were paying me. That'd be awesome. And then some other lady was like, um, maybe your vaccine status is what caused your asthma attack. Food for thought. And I was like, I've had asthma since I was born. <laughs> I think my Way asthma... Way pre-COVID. Yeah, my asthma diagnosis caused my asthma attack. People get weird when you start well, people are just weird now because of COVID in general, but the vaccine especially, they just get weird. It's like, we... Mm. It really wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. I got... uh Well, <laughs> when I got vaccinated, the girl right before me... Or I think she was right after because they make you sit and wait for like... Fif- I don't know if you have yours or not. But they make I, you, I haven't got mine. Yeah, they make you sit for like a 15 minutes afterwards in case you have an allergic reaction. Um... I got it like back in May just because I wanted to go to the bar <laughs> when that was a good thing. motivator when that was the thing that might have happened and it didn't even work out anyway, whatever. Um, but uh, she got hers right after mine. I'm sitting there doing my little waiting period and she went into an anaphylactic shock and like collapsed. She's probably like 17 and her mom was there with her. It's like screaming and I'm just like, uh. am I good to go? Cause... <laughs> I'm like, I would love to leave. Yeah. And the the ambulance comes and I still am like waiting there. I like, watch the oh, whole thing. Oh shit! Her heart rate. They gave her an EpiPen. And her heart rate was still only like seventy BPM or something. Like she was not okay. And then some lady came up to the the paramedics and was like, uh, "Your ambulance is blocking my car." Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I've seen a lot of fucking weird people behaving strangely in public. Oh my god! I would if I was after that girl. I would have just walked out. I'd be like, mm, not for me today. This is an omen. <laughs> yeah, I was right before. So I would have been sweating. I would be like, oh, shh. My roommate at the time was, so we were, I was scheduled at 3.15 and he was at 3.45 and the, the girl was at 3.30 right between us. So he was waiting for his and I had just gotten mine and we're both like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah, but I ended up being fine. I just was kind of sore. Mm. But, and I, I went home and like, I was like, I feel great. But then I laid down for 10 minutes and I woke up seven hours later. So it is a little hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I most people, I think, take it pretty well. I haven't heard anybody about going into anaphylactic shock. That's that's like that's a little gnarly. One in like six million, and I, of course, was being, right with her. Being yeah. the person that I am and the things that happened to me, <laughs> that I was right there. Yeah, it's been very. That's kind of just how my life goes. Just like weird, hilarious shit happening in front of me. That's like one in a million. <laughs> that keeps it exciting, though. Um, I'm just glad I have a robust sense of humor because sometimes it's like, man. <laughs> oh, dark. I could do without the getting fired <laughs> and, the, and the just random. What are you going to do now? Um, Go egg that guy's he house. He at least was cool about it. Even though I know he was like making up bullshit because he didn't like me. <laughs> to be fair, I was talking mad shit about him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I did convince the two new girls to quit. Solidarity. So... But he also was being hella weird to them. Like, he he told one of the new girls that she kind of dresses just, like, she has, like, unique style. She does this cool. She wears, like, baggier clothes. Who cares? We don't really have a dress code. He told her that when he hired her. And he was like, 
we don't have a dress code as long as you're not like naked you know like within reason basics yeah but he's been telling her like your clothes are too bright i'm like i don't know what that even means or he told her you need to wear tighter clothes just weird yeah like, that's uncomfy. like i said when i got yeah yeah <laughs> but um he told the other girl she we have to like make chips in the back in the fryer which is kind of questionable for someone who's been working there for two days because you're like literally it's burning oil yeah you would think they'd want them trained them want them trained more before they had them doing that but (laughs) she was making chips as her assigned duty and the cook apparently tripped and fell and like got burned on the oil because because the new girl was spraying it everywhere but that's oil doesn't it wouldn't stay hot and none of us heard or saw her fall and there's like four employees there no one saw it happen so we're all just kind of like what and so we came out and like bitched at the new girl for burning his cook just weird weird vibes <laughs> yeah it doesn't sound like a good environment it's, it's it was a little i was already applying for new jobs but i felt kind of like an asshole because since i graduated college i've worked like i think the longest i've worked somewhere is like five months before i was like <laughs> really before i was like i hate this dude <laughs> have you you just got back here so you stayed in portland for a little while working around i have moved i've lived in 10 different places since since graduating june of 2020 wow where where i lived I lived, well, 10 in ca- including, like, couch surfing. Um, I lived, right after that, I moved to Portland. I was working at a law firm. That was during the height of the protests in Portland. Someone drove their car through my work. Is that when you quit? You were like, oh, no, out of this I, shit. I stayed after that. Um, you could smell the tear gas in the morning uh, walking to work because it was, like, right. Like, oh, my God. It. What is that like? I did get tear gas six times. Um, were you at one of the... I went to one. Oh, shit. <laughs> six times. Um... In one night, I guess, like... Once wasn't enough? You're like, oh, I mean, going back was, for this. Yeah, I was... vape, bro. Come at me. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Someone was like... I guess the tear gas wasn't good for your asthma. I was like, well, I already vape, so it can't get worse. <laughs> it's really cinnamony. It like kinda, Really? Like, before it starts to burn, it kind of tastes good. I don't know if others would share my opinion. That's just what I remember. I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to test it out, but... <laughs> cinnamony. Because it's... It's like the same like brand of spicy as cinnamon. Like when you eat too much cinnamon, mm-hmm. except it like you can. It's kind of like fiberglass. So you can like feel it in your skin, and it gets stuck in your hair. So if you shower the next day, it'll like wash down into your eyes. Just be really careful. It gets on your hands. Like it was all over my hands, and I like actually touched my face. Does it burn your skin or anything? It, yeah, it burns. Um, I didn't get it as that bad because the people I was with had gas masks and they gave me one. Oh, you guys were out there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. We were, I kind of pussed out because they started shooting people with rubber bullets. And I was like, I'm not trying to cosplay as like a warrior right now. Like I was wearing like jeans and a t-shirt. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> Forgot my bulletproof jacket. Yeah. Though. I'm good. I, was, I just kind of, I mean, this is controversial, but I just wanted to check it out. I wanted to see what the whole of the I would have, if I was up there, I would have just been like, st- was, I would have stayed far enough back where I'm not getting serious. I was yes. right up in the front. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have done that. Because it was at the courthouse in Portland, and they had this big, like, intense military-grade fencing. You could see the feds. I was like, this is not real life. You could see the feds with their, like, giant assault rifles and all their gear. Like, they were literally, like, for modern warfare. <laughs> like, they, it just did not look real, so it kind of is hard to, like take it seriously at first i was like you almost want to laugh yeah it's so absurd that i'm witnessing this with my actual eyes and they were doing like a little voice broadcast out of there um and they were saying like this is the federal protective service this has been declared an unlawful assembly and i was like 
I'm fucking scared right now. <laughs> it feels like I'm on the Tower of Terror. Like I felt like an amusement ride. Holy shit. <laughs> and uh, people, they started tear gassing us at like 11 p.m. And the first time I was like, I didn't know what was happening. You just see like this white kind of cloud. It's it's kind of, it's less eventful than you would think it would be. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. I don't feel anything. So, But I, the gas mask was working because the girl next to me had just a medical mask on. She was like fully blind and she couldn't talk. Like it was fucked up. But um, later on the night, I started getting sweaty, so it stopped suctioning to my face, and I got mm. completely under my mask, super bad. How do you get it off? Um, for me, I didn't get it that bad. You kind of have to wait it out. Um, they have pe- they, people will come and rinse your eyes out with water. Um, Does I, that help? It rinses it off your face. I don't really know the mechanics of it. I was just kind of like, I yeah, you're no just expertise. like, okay, this is enough. I just showed up, but the girl I was with. Um, she runs like a social justice organization and she was fully armored up. She had like a bulletproof vest on. Oh shit. She had like a black like suit on. I was like She was ready to go to war. <laughs> and I was wearing like a fucking I think it was something from like it said Redwoods of California, like a little pink sweatshirt oh, God. and jeans. And I was like, I'm in over my head right now. Um it's been very eventful. That's crazy. Was, I a lot has happened to me. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's and then um, my job sucked. I hated it. I worked at a insurance, not insurance, a banking law firm that did like debt collection, and so we were garnishing people's wages. Like we had to like garnish Safeway wages. It's, a, it's the middle of a pandemic. Like that was like right when it first started getting bad in uh, like June of twenty twenty, and these people are making like fourteen dollars an hour. We're taking away their paycheck. And it was just, like, so shitty. Like, me and my coworkers weren't allowed to talk to each other. We would get in trouble. Like, the legal assistants would tell on us for visiting. I was like, this sucks. You couldn't talk while you were working? We couldn't, like, chit-chat. Like, if someone came up to my desk to, like, drop something off, if, if they would stay and, like, talk to me for a little bit, we would get in trouble. It was crazy. I was like, this Are you guys is... all in, like, cubicles? Mm-hmm. Oh. I was, like, I was the receptionist's office clerk, so I was just, like, the errand boy. Um, and there wasn't really anything for me to do. So they were making me, like, sort files from the 70s that no one had touched in, like, 15 years. <laughs> it was like, this is, Busy work. this is a joke. Yeah. Um, and then I quit, and I moved back to Southern Oregon, where I went to high school. And then my aunt's house burned down in the Alameda fire. So I did a GoFundMe for her, and we got, like, eight grand. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I um, mean, not cool comparatively, but... <laughs> yeah, because my uncle... Um, he they they ride motorcycles and he had a stroke a few years ago so he has this special one with three wheels and that one it got completely decimated, um so I got we got him a new one with the fundraiser which was cool I'm glad I got to do something at least yeah then after that I was staying with a friend in South Lake Tahoe, and then I I was like it was over the winter so I was super isolated and I was like I'm going nuts like just trapped in this house all the time in this town where I don't know anybody, and then I moved back to Portland and I was working for. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Like, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? I moved back to Portland. I was working for this interpreter firm, like, doing customer service, like, work from home stuff. And I was like, man, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I'm just stubborn. And I wanted to go back to Portland and, like, conquer it. But I think I realized I just hated there. Like, I'm just... surprised you went back. The tear gas and everything, somebody driving into your work. I'm like, mm, I don't know why I did. Spot. I think it was like, and then, like, all these people I knew from college, like, everybody from UVO, everybody almost moves to Portland. So it was just like UVO 2.0. Yeah. A lot of people from OSU did that. Yeah, too. exactly. All the Oregon schools are like, it's not a big city. Yeah. And it's there's like, oh, okay. like nine bajillion people moving to Portland. And I, I want wanted to like it so bad but i mean at least for me the big like state colleges they feel kind of like a popularity contest 
Like, who's the coolest, hottest, who parties the most? And then in Portland, it kind of just felt the same. So now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I think they like to congregate. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes to go where they feel like they fit in, you It's know? just really clicky, and it kind of felt ingenuine. Mm-hmm. And I can't be fake if I try. It's really hard, <laughs> which is probably why I got fired, because <laughs> my boss pissed me off, and I made, it aware, I made him aware of it unintentionally. Just like my body language, you can really tell what I'm feeling. Um, but I didn't really, yeah. So now I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Among many friends. Yeah, yeah, I've got you. Wow. I can't believe, I mean, it was a shit show up in Portland. Is it better now? Um, was it better yeah. like when you left? Oh yeah. Even okay. when I went back, I was living in Beaverton, which was like a, like a little side neighborhood, which is, it's technically its own city, but it's the same idea. Kind of like right on the outskirts. Yeah. It's where all the rich people that work for Nike live. Oh, I was cosplaying as a wealthy person. (laughs) Just to see what it was like? Yeah. And then I realized my job was paying me $11 an hour after taxes. And I was like, man. I'm out. (laughs) This ain't it. Deuces. I want to go to a stinky town where everyone's stinky. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So I came back to Eureka. Portland, everyone's like hot and successful. Or like they they like to think they are. (laughs) So you came back here. I'm like, like, oh, you saw the first homeless person. You're like, oh, yes. I'm like, these are my people. We're I wanted back. to go to a place where I'm even on my worst day. I'm still the hottest person in Winco. <laughs> that's not. A, that's not a high bar. That's the sad thing. <laughs> my bar is so low. It is so low, but it's higher than most people's here, so it feels good. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're not like wearing cut off pajamas and a wife beater into into Walmart, you've pretty much got. Even then, I think that it would be a look. It's just, I think I could pull it off. I think with the ducks hat, or if you wore your Italian hat, <laughs> I, I think you'd be fine. So yeah, much. I'll wear my Roma hat. I think that might be. Is Roma an Italian team? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, it's like a soccer team. Roma's an Italian team. I have confirmed. Oh, okay. Liga. That's what the hat is. Yes, it's a Roma's like a. I mean, I think they're in Rome. I'm gonna embarrass <laughs> myself because I I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Welcome to my. Uh, that's ninety percent of what I do on here is just start talking and hope that it goes somewhere. Well, I talk way too fucking much, so this is my. This is gonna be your jam. My shining moment. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to say about a lot of things. Did you go see any soccer games out there? I should have. Um, I went to a lot of clubs. I went to a lot of like. I'm really <laughs> like I I partied hardy obviously you kind of have to you're 19 year old in a foreign yeah. country but I I did a lot of like cultural events like I went to this live quartet in Venice I went to Venice by myself <clears throat> and there was these people playing like Vivaldi's Four Seasons and it was the most magical beautiful thing I've ever seen I loved it so much I went back twice so I did a lot of like that I went to Florence and went to like the big churches and stuff um I think Santa Croce is where like they have like I don't know if his actual body is interned there, but they have, like, the grave of, I think, like, Galileo and Da Vinci. And oh, wow. They have, a like, a shrine to Dante Alighieri. Um, I don't know who that is. He wrote uh, the Divine Comedy, like, Dante's Inferno. You know, like, Seven Layers of Hell. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he was from Florence, but he got banished. And he, like, died in Rimini, which is, like, a little town off in Italy. But they have a little, like, shrine to him. I, that church was so magical. I literally, like, wept. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, and then I got to go to, uh, I think it's like called St. Mary of the Flower in English. It's the big dome. It's like one of the biggest domes in the world. And they, it's just made out of brick, like by hand. It's insane. And I got to climb to the top of that. I did a lot of that kind of thing, like cultural enrichment. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I feel like that'd be 
90% of it though, right? It was Especially magical. back there, like the architecture would yeah, just be like crazy. Rena- Renaissance Italy. Oh, amazing. That was I'm And like, the pasta, come on. <laughs> oh, you can't yeah. discount that. I had this salmon pa- I sound so pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to I have to live off the bank off this three months of my life for the rest of my whole <laughs> existence. Was- it was enough experience to just carry you. Now you're like, okay, I'm, I'm like, sad. me as a 19-year-old was living a much different life than me as a 23-year-old. <laughs> I'm going to, like, milk that until I die. It was awesome. The salmon penne and Capri. <laughs> Damn. I sound like someone way outside of my tax bracket. <laughs> you sound like you should have had one of those cigarette holders and just Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I was, was pretending. Yeah. I was cosplaying. So that was when you were 19. So what, like sophomore year? It was the summer between sophomore and freshman. Okay. I did like a little Italian language program in Southern Italy, but I had a bunch of scholarship money, so I just used it to fuck around and go everywhere. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Yeah, I took a nine-hour train from Lecce, which is like, it's like the heel of the boot. It's like southeast, all the way to Venice by myself. Um, But... For some reason, I thought it would be like a plane where they like give you dinner. <laughs> I'm guessing they did not. They did not give me dinner, so I just sat there for nine hours not eating. Oh, you eating. didn't eat it all? Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> My Italian was okay. It was like, you know, maybe like second year Italian level. It wasn't enough to understand that they weren't going to feed me. They're like, where's the waiter? What's yeah, happening? Yeah, I thought they were going to have like a little flight attendant. I don't know why. I thought that was on a train, but whatever. <laughs> they didn't have like a food cart or anything? Nothing. If they did, I didn't know. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't like get up. It was like nonstop. It wasn't like they had like a layover or something. Because mm. it's, it's just a, all the way to Venice. So I show up to Venice. Um, just starving. At like 5 p.m. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> I'm going to fucking die here. I don't remember where I ate got food after that. Is it pretty safe out there? No. Oh, that's not what I was expecting <laughs> you to say. You're it's, like, yeah, I'm just traveling by myself. And it's like, oh, not safe. I mean, relatively, like, I'm sure there's least less safe places. Like, you could be walking down Broadway at night and you'll probably have a worse time. But as a girl, especially, men in Italy are very presumptuous. Hmm. Very, More so than the men here? In a different way. Like... They will, like, shout at you and, like, follow you home. And, like, men here will do that. But I feel like it's more romanticized there. It's, like, more culturally, like, a thing. Especially if you're American. (laughs) So I got followed home a few times. I would just, like, walk with my keys in my knuckles. That's sketchy. They would just follow you home. That happened to me a couple times. Um, Or this one guy, I was, like, going to the market to get some cheese. (laughs) I don't know why I remember that detail. But this guy was on a bike, and he's, like, he's, like, yelling at me in Italian. He's, like, you're so beautiful. Come follow me. Get on my bike. And I'm, like, bruh, I just want to eat. I just want my cheese. (laughs) But, um... There's, like, you cannot engage with them in any way. Even if you're yelling at them, you have to just, like, walk straight, eyes forward, not acknowledge that they're there, and they'll get bored. That is, uh... Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, like, fine, but if if you're unlucky, it's, like, shit can go down. Like, if you, if you like, get lost or something, like, it's a little sus, a little suspect. Out there. And they think that's just, that's just, like, part of the culture. I mean, I'm not. I'm sure everyone doesn't agree with that, but mm-hmm. it is so much more rampant out there than here, at least in my experience. Like I, you know, like as a girl, you still get catcalled all the time, but there was all the time, constantly like. Some I would random, not have guessed that. I thought they were like more romantic out there, like they just bring you a flower at work or something. Some might. There was this one instance where I was like out with my friends, 
and no shit like 16 italian men were like circling us and trying to make conversation and they're like i have one time yeah oh that's great <laughs> they're like this big group of homies and we were i was just dying laughing it was the funniest thing i've ever seen but they're all like horn dogs oh they're my all, god and i'm like bruh i'm not but it's it, easy to turn it because they're all like five three mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Which, fair. You know, if it was like a six-four group of sixteen guys, you'd be like, "Okay, this." is... I'm like, I could take you, Giovanni. Like, <laughs> don't fuck with me. <laughs> wow, I would not have. I would not have guessed. Yeah, especially in the southern, because I was where I was actually studying was southern Italy, and that's a little more like rural and like traditional, I guess. But traditional is also code for out of pocket i think in a lot of contexts in what ways like the, like that the men are more fucking unhinged they're not like modernized quote-unquote so they, they just do whatever the fuck they want i would not have guessed that yeah it was quite an experience. wow so yeah you had a, a little awakening out there i did learn that the best way to deal with men following you is to just pretend they're not there most of the time <laughs> That does not seem like it'd be effective. It's, it's, I, was I mean, say. in Italy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if they're really... <laughs> it's going to get dark. If they're really set on, like, catching you, they probably will. But for the most part, if they're just, like, shouting things at you, if you ignore them, then they'll go away. But if you give them any sort of attention, they'll, like... It doesn't matter what It's kind. enough for yeah, them. They're, like... They get egged on. They're, like, yeah. But um, <laughs> I was just, like... Fuck. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pretend you're not there. <laughs> I, I had just gotten these Birkenstocks, too, when I was there, and I was super jet-lagged, so I woke up in Florence at, like, 4.30 in the morning, and I walked, like, 20 miles in my Birks, just, like, walking around. <laughs> Birkenstocks are those Jesus sandals, yes, right? Yeah, the okay. lesbian slash Jesus <laughs> sandals. My my Birkenglocks have taken me all over the world. Birkenglocks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's those things are protective right there, right? Mm -hmm. People always make fun of me for wearing them, and I'm like... Don't hate on the Birkenglocks. I've heard that they're, to be fair, I've heard they're super comfortable. Mine have lasted me easily, how long did I get them? Like four years. And I've worn the That's shit out of those. So they're like doing pretty good. It's like a cork sole, right? And it like molds around your feet. Yeah, mine are like, my straps are like suede. <laughs> I love those things. But they are really ugly, to be fair. They're pretty... Better than Crocs, though, right? I do have a friend that is very passionate about Crocs. Oh, but God. I have not personally been in possession. Are you not a Crocs guy? I'm not a Crocs guy. I got to be careful because those people are always trying to convert you. They're like, oh, they're so comfortable. And then next thing you know, they're wearing them everywhere. <laughs> I see people wear Crocs to the gym, and I'm like, ooh. What, yeah, are we, what are we doing? I'm not about to wear my Birkenstocks to the gym. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, there's gotta be a line somewhere, but Crocs people, they don't have one. They're like, mostly just like my lazy shoes and I've, they've lasted so long that I just, I'm not like, I don't have like a burning passion for Birkenstocks. Yeah. I just own a pair by proxy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. I can't slip into that. I can't be wearing Crocs everywhere What's I go. What's your That's preferred fine. form of footwear? I've got these, uh, minimalist oh. shoes. Now I'm going to try to convert you to this. They've got a zero drop soul so it's just like flat just right on. yeah it's just flat are you like one of those guys that wears those like those shoes that you can like they have like the toe little no so i'm not that, yeah, <laughs> you're not that deep into that's it. like on the crocs level for me i'm like what are you you're just, going all natural yeah just wear vans or wear it something makes flat me feel more connected to the earth <laughs> it spreads out your toes and it's like really good for your feet i'm like my toes are chilling yeah i don't need that i've been wearing these roshi runs for a solid three years and they're okay. so thrashed those are nice. and vile Three years, though, they look like they've held up. 
Yeah, I know. Honestly, given how the wear and tear these suckers have gone through, they are doing me well. Yeah. <laughs> I just got new shoes, actually, but I haven't been wearing them because these are so comfy. <laughs> that's what it's... You just have to find a pair that's comfortable. Mm-hmm. I need to break in the new one still, but... <sighs> so do you bike around a lot? Um. Oh, you you said you don't have a car, right? Yeah. So biking. So when it's raining, though, like because winter's coming, I'm just like... Oh, shit. <laughs> this is not going to be fun in a few months. I had to ride down over like on Harris on this part of Harris a little bit ago um I just I haven't I didn't ride a bike in college at all I was big into longboarding like skating oh really yeah and the only reason I have this bike is because my my cousin loaned it to me um and I this this is the first time I rode it out of necessity but I had so much fun like I forgot how it's so fun to ride a bike (laughs) um I rode to like this appointment I had then I rode all the way to her house. She lives like on Park Street. It was in Myrtletown. And then yeah. I rode all the way to Sequoia Park. And then I rode all the way back home on like the southwest side of town. I rode like nine miles in three hours. And I was like, whoa, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Training for a triathlon. Literally. It's, it, it's a good way to get around. It's honestly, Eureka is so small. Like it feels, everything feels a lot farther on foot. Because biking here would have taken like an hour and a half. I mean, walking here. Yeah. Would have taken like an hour and a half. It was like 20 minutes. It's actually very pleasant. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Are you listening to music? Where are you going? <clears throat> no, I lost the case to my AirPods. <laughs> oh, shit. So... <laughs> Your life is just falling apart right I now. I literally have moved so many times. I, I like shed belongings every time. I'm like, dang. You got to leave it. Leave it where you found some, it. Some of it's nice. It's like freeing. But sometimes I'm like, I really would love to have the case. I have the AirPods. Yeah, the AirPods case would be nice. I don't know how that happened. I have the AirPods. I think they're literally in my backpack right now your case no the airpads oh, you're gonna say yeah the, i know where the case is i just haven't checked the case is gone forever i don't know what happened to it i had it before i moved into this new place um but it's gone now so i'm just gonna buy a new one because i don't feel like can you just buy the case yeah oh, okay yeah yeah so it's gonna be like 70 bucks still though this is ridiculous but i do have the airpods at least because i don't have to get a whole new thing <laughs> yeah then it's what like 200 bucks how much are airpods now it depends on which gen you get. I think these are like a buck thirty. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> they're expensive as shit. And still seventy bucks for the case. Holy and shit. And they're so easy to lose. It's yeah. like so dumb. Did you see now they're selling like little tether cords and it makes it into like the OG that headphones me... where it's connected and it has a lightning port to your phone? It's like why would you not just I'm get... angry. <laughs> yeah, why would you not just get corded headphones then? That is very Apple of them to do. Yeah. Like getting And I think that is like uh, probably for you. Getting rid of like the headphone jack, but then making an adapter for the headphone jack to come back. Just it's, to sell it to you. It's like, this is so. Yep. But we keep buying it anyway. Because yep. are you going to go Android on anything? Ew. I know. I'm not going to do that. The interface just sucks. It makes me feel wealthy. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> it's like, this is my small bougie moment yeah. where I get to just like. I have a, a MacBook, like a little MacBook Air, and I have my iPad, and I have my. Oh, well, my half AirPods bundle <laughs> and I have my iPhone. I'm like, I can't, I can't do yeah. it. I can't make the full transition. And they get you because everything's connected. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I switch one thing, it's like, well, then what? It's like, oh, neat. I can text on my computer. <laughs> but when I really sit down and think about it, I'm like, I have been personally monopolized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I don't even text. I thought that would be like the coolest feature. Yeah. Like, oh, I can text on my computer. And then I shut all that off because I was like, all I'm doing is getting texts. I'm like, I'm not getting anything done on my computer anymore. Yeah. I wish I had that willpower. Yeah. Since like just like all the free time and the chaos, I've been like, especially going viral, my screen time is 
hideous. It's gross. Well, you're famous now. You got to keep up with your I fans. I was famous for like a solid couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> People have moved on, I think. Well, they, they like reposted my video on a bunch of like viral Instagram accounts. So I'd be like, get a notification, like read all those comments. I was, on the front, back up again. I was on the front page of Reddit. Whoa. I was like, my friends were sending me screenshots they saw of me just like they're just going about their business like watching youtube shorts or something they're like i just saw you on youtube i'm like what the hell (laughs) it's so funny my therapist told me he saw that tiktok i'm like man jeez (laughs) what is the world coming to everybody's on tiktok now i know tiktok's gross i hate it but i keep looking Do you create anything else? I like your time-lapse videos of your art. I just I got, really like that. I just got a little, like, phone tripod and a desk so I can start filming those again. Um, on the iPad, it's cool because they it, like, automatically does it. But That's what you're filming with is your iPad? Um, No. Like, when I'm drawing on Procreate, like, doing a digital piece, it'll, mm-hmm. it will record, like, the, all the lines I'm making. So, it makes its own time-lapse. Oh, that's cool. You just have to export it. Um, But when I do time-lapses on like paper it's a huge pain in the ass because i didn't have a tripod and so i just like macgyvered so my setup for forming filming a time lapse was i would put a stack of relatively like six books depending on the thickness of the novel i would put a stack or like i put a bottle of juice on top of the stack of books i would tape a sharpie to the lid of the juice and angle my phone correctly like put the sharpie in like a certain position on the cap <laughs> and then I would tape my phone like all the way around <laughs> and make sure I was close enough to an outlet so my phone could charge and then I would just film a time lapse and it is so funny that I used So it was to... a production for yeah. you to do that. <laughs> it was a wow. whole thing. It was like a little bottle of Simply Orange. <laughs> but considering how silly that was, they turned out pretty good. I was going to say I would not have guessed. I thought like you had a tripod the whole time. Every single time lapse I've ever taken to date that is of me like actually physically drawing is filmed that way right so you set that up and took it down each time yeah well i would kind of leave the like book and like sometimes the juice bottle was empty sometimes it wasn't to to be perfectly (laughs) candid and i would just leave it there because i was like wow i would just leave it there throughout the duration of the piece and maybe like take a sip if i was feeling peckish (laughs) or something um but now I'm a grown woman. I got a tripod. It's like official now. I think the the fact that it was such a absurd series of tasks that had to be completed for me to film a time lapse. It's why I haven't done it in like two years. <laughs> but we're about to be back in business. Is that what you're posting on TikTok? Is like those videos um, or just pictures of your art? So a lot of the time, instead of like an actual time lapse, like filmed in real time, I will just take little little short sorry little clips of me drawing for like Mm -hmm. seconds at a time and then those do pretty well if i do just a time lapse honestly people kind of get bored of it like it i find better engagement if i'm showing myself drawing in real time even if it's like two seconds at a time and then you can see the piece kind of progress through that method um but that's also way easier to do because if if i'm drawing if i like the thought occurs to me i can just be like oh i should film for two seconds um, do you think that's just because it's a shorter clip it's digestible and then you also like i think based on the human attention span and how tiktok has ruined all of us like 
at least in my thinking, you you're getting a different video every couple seconds, but a time lapse is like one interrupted thing. <laughs> yeah, people can't sit still for that long. Yeah, anyway. exactly. So if you're taking like short little clips, you typically will film like say you're drawing. I'm doing a portrait, for example. You'll you'll film like yourself drawing the mouth, and then you'll film yourself drawing the hair. So you're looking at different parts of the portrait at the same time, getting to see what they're actually doing in real time. So it's interesting from like that perspective of like getting to witness the process even if it's only a few seconds um so i've seen those to be a little bit more popular but i also just don't have like the mental interest enough to like do that very often or like put a lot of because some people put a ton of like production energy into it and for me it's just kind of like look at my sketching <laughs> like i don't care that much yeah <laughs> maybe i'll get to a point where i do but at this period of time like whatever so i just do it sometimes is that a big thing now doing time lapse while you're creating the piece are I, a lot of people doing that i think so like a ton of people are i not everyone um but i kind of find at this point though since i've started to take my art a little bit more seriously and try to put it out there and i, I have a website now so i'm kind of like trying to promo it especially because i just got fired i'm like what's your website called it's philosophia-art.com little plug yeah little, little tiny tiny plug <laughs> I just make like prints at FedEx, which eventually I'll like make better ones, but that's what I'm capable of. When you create a piece, are you, are those all digital ones? That mm -hmm. you're just, no. So it's all by hand. Um, so it's kind of a mix. I recently have been doing more digital pieces. I find with digital, it's a lot easier to go into like hyper realism and vivid detail because it has so many tools to support what you're doing. Like you can put a grid on it. So like you make sure the proportions are correct and you can do all these different brushes and it's way easier to pick colors because like with, with oil painting, for example, you are doing everything by hand. You're mixing all the colors, you're drawing all the proportions yourself. Um, so digital art is cool. It's still art, but it doesn't feel as gratifying because it's just so much more personal like to work with a physical item. And like I, I painted every stroke. I did this because with an iPad, you're just like I'm laying on my bed with a little Apple pencil like scribbling around on it. But um, with my oil paintings, I am mixing all those colors myself. I, I have like five different colors I use. I, I use like a red, yellow, blue, like a brown and a white. And then I mix every color myself, which is really fucking hard. Yeah, I would bet. <laughs> and it takes way, excuse me, it takes way longer. Um, so digital art's nice in the way that it's like super easy because I can just be like, bloop, there's my color. Um, but it's just so much more satisfying when I can paint something really like masterful instead of using like kind of like cheating a little bit with digital art. So when you paint a piece and somebody buys it, do you have to recreate that piece or are they like one of one productions? Um, there, so what I will do is I'll take a good picture and like edit it. So it's nice. So then I still have like a record of it, I guess. But with, if someone buys an original, they just get the original. Okay. If I were to remake it, I... It wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't have the ability to like completely 100% remake something. I could draw the same subject again or like use the same technique, but it just won't look the same. Because I feel like every creative process in and of itself is just a unique thing. You can't really recreate it in the same way. Yeah. It would probably be monotonous trying to I also look would, at it and redo the it. The real reason is I would get so bored. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would be big. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just so obsessive with detail when it comes to my work that I, it, it, it's, I'm so burnt out on that subject. I've been staring at it for like 40 hours. I want to throw up. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's, I don't even think I could do it for like two hours. I'd be like, okay, I'm, I can't do this. Some of them take months to do and it's not because I'm actually working on it for months. It's because it's like, I don't want to look at this anymore. Um, a lot of time because 
when you're drawing, you are staring at it. Like sometimes I'm like this close to the paper, like an inch away. You're just staring at it very intensely, hyper-focused for hours and hours and hours. And you can only see like the lines that you've made. You can't really see it for the piece that it is because you're the one who created it. It's hard to explain. It's hard to verbalize what I'm trying to say. But so sometimes after I finish something, I hate it. I like it's the worst drawing ever. And I can't look at it for a few months because after a few months you're kind of like your brain can just recognize it as a face again because I do a lot of portraiture so I'm like damn that's really good but it's never right when I finish it I'm always like super hypercritical and I'm like this line is weird like this this shape is strange blah 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 but if I take a step back and then do other things for a while and go back to an old project I'm like shit (laughs) turned out pretty good I did that (laughs) whoa I think that's part of being passionate about your work I Mm -hmm. feel like that drive makes you better I would imagine that same sort of thing appears in a lot of different versions of creation. Um, But for me, like, sometimes the perfectionism can really drag it down because it makes every piece feel, like, super high pressure. Like, if this isn't good enough, I'll die. Like, I'm not a good enough artist, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, as I get older, I'm better at kind of harnessing it as a superpower because it's, like, instead of here's what I did wrong, it's here's what I can improve for next time. So since I learned to kind of flip that switch, I have gotten so much better, even the last year. Because I, I was already pretty good, but I it's just like an upper trajectory since then. It's just going up and up, and it's really, like, very satisfying. Yeah, that's a good way to frame it. Because mm-hmm. then you're not saying, oh, fuck you, like, you did shitty on this. You're kind of like, okay, now I know what I can work on. It's like on. I created something. I didn't have to. I just did it. <laughs> Instead of, like, I guess kind of, I, I think it's like every artist is kind of tortured by being like, oh, it's, it could be better. Or like comparing yourself to other artists. But, you know, when you kind of break it down and really think about what you did, like I was there for every single pencil stroke. Like I drew every single hair on this person's head. I like sat there for hours and scribbled until it looked like a shape. Like that is cool. <laughs> and I mean, the your portraits are insane like not to blow smoke (laughs) up your ass but like i look at them and i'm like holy shit be careful it'll go to my head yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i think my favorite one i think my favorite one is probably of the girl and she's lying down and there's that slit of light um going across her eyes i think that's probably my favorite that one one got a lot of attention on reddit I, yeah, read your, <laughs> I read your. Okay, you got to tell the story for people that haven't heard. I forgot but I about read that. That is another event that I have ha- experienced recently. Which has got to be wild. Okay, so like when I'm posting to social media, I do it fairly frequently, and the most of the time it doesn't get that much attention. So I don't think about it that much. I'm like, a handful of people will see this. I made this thing. I'm excited. It's cool. I drew that. It's, I think it was the second portrait do I Do you ever... mind if I pull that up? Yeah, go ahead. Also, I'm going to pull it up. Just as you're talking. Yeah. I'll it... plug it. I'll put it in the. Uh... A clip of it. It in the was video. like the second portrait I ever did on. That was the second one you on my really? on my iPad. Okay. Like on dig- still. digital specifically, and I was like, "This is cool." And then I I was just copying a reference picture for practice, and I put that dumb little dagger in it. <laughs> but I have a version of it without it. But I posted the one that had a stupid dagger that everyone hated, and it was ugly. And they were like, "Wow, you must have photoshopped." you traced this, This is a, you didn't draw this, blah, blah, blah. It was, like, a lot of vitriol. Which, why were they... It was just about the dagger, right? They were like, oh, the face is so good, then the dagger's like... I, to be fair, it does look like dog shit. <laughs> like, I'm not going to defend the dagger. It looks like shit. Um, it was just, like... It was similar to the TikTok where I just posted it, and I was like, 
cool and then forgot about it and then a bunch of people were suddenly angry at me <laughs> and i'm like i don't know how to handle this did um, you go in and like try to defend yourself on reddit saying well, hey like listen because i read a post and the guy was like you know i i pulled this into some other thing and was, like the, analyzing the yes. lines and all this and i was like what this the? guy wrote like a novel describe i know exactly the comment you're talking about <laughs> he, he wrote like a novel saying how he pulled it into photoshop and analyzed like, I don't even remember what weird jargon he was using, but he was saying he analyzed the shapes and how it was too similar to the reference picture in comparison to the the skill that was clearly lacking in the dagger, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, dude. <laughs> like, who? first off, who takes the time to do that? Like, I'm like, in the time it took you to write this comment, you could have just diddled yourself and been quiet. Like, you didn't have, you could have spent this time leaving me the fuck alone. Um... Yeah, that was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. Because he, not only did he take all that time out of his day, he was also wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, first off, why? Like, why even, why? I don't know. <laughs> Reddit's a little scary. TikTok's a little scary. When, once you get past, like, a thousand upvotes on reddit it starts to get a little dark like the more it only got like 12k like the more popular it gets the more people the more popular it. it gets the worse the comments are <laughs> like someone was like wow so deep so edgy um the original contention was they were saying i copied a painting done by anna rimini or something i don't remember her name but i didn't even know that painting existed and i she had used the same exact reference picture that i used okay so it wasn't even her original image and then people were mad because I, it was like too similar to the reference picture, which honestly was fair. I learned something new. They're like, if it's, if it's too similar to the reference picture, you should just call it a photo study. Like, I okay. can't pull it up. I'm struggling over here. <laughs> I gotta get somebody in here to ju to just do tech stuff for me. Um, yeah. So when you made that, you you used a reference picture like just to look at for the face. Well, I mean, it, it was pretty much pretty similar to the reference because my. My purpose in making that wasn't like, I'm going to steal this drawing. Yeah. It was like, I'm practicing using an iPad, and this is a cool picture, and I'm going to draw it again just to practice. Like, I wasn't trying to make, like, a big dramatic piece, um, but people said I was, like, profiting socially and stealing their thunder and all this shit. I'm like, what the? I, I literally don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I never went to art school or anything. Like, I just, I don't know shit about, like, the the etiquette of art so i wasn't trying to be an asshole i'm just dumb so it's, <laughs> i'm just ignorant um i was just like practicing and that's all i thought it was gonna be and i put the little dagger in and i was like this is kind of neat and uh, people were really angry <laughs> that's so crazy so people upset. just don't have a whole lot to do yeah you know and so they see something <laughs> like that and they're like i'm just gonna shit on this just for i'm like you could move on it, you wouldn't you won't you don't have to think about me ever again yeah, but why say anything in the first place? That's what I don't get when I see those comments. I'm yeah. like, why why take any time out of your day to... There was a, another one I did. It was like that girl holding the mirror. And then you see the... I don't know if you saw this one. But there you see the yes. reflection. And she has the horns. Yes. So that one I posted as well. And she's like well. looking down. Yeah, yeah. I posted that one too. And someone was like, it was so cool of you to use two mediums. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. Can you elaborate? Because this is just digital painting. And he was like... You took a picture of yourself holding up your painting. It looks great. And you put you put yourself in a costume. And I'm like, this is all the drawing, dude. I'm flattered. But I, this is just the whole thing. And he was like, you're a fucking liar. Oh, God. <laughs> 
See, why not just say, wow, that's incredible. I thought it was a photo. He immediately changed his tune. He was like, why, why are you lying? Who are you trying to impress? And then he got downvoted a bunch. And then he was like, to everybody downvoting me, OP is a fraud. Or like, <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? That's got to get so frustrating. You kind of have to like. Some... I mean, I get the feeling like you just brush it off and you're like, "Fuck this." I, I wish that I like. You can say that. I wish that I was. I take everything personally. Oh no. I take all. Oh personally. no. Like, there's a certain degree to where, like, with that guy, I didn't like go home and cry about it. I was just like, I just get mad. <laughs> I'm just like, "Fuck you, dude. You don't know me." I get a little too aggro about it, but um, once it comes in such a high volume, you kind of go numb to it. When you're getting like a, a shitload of comments from random people, it's like whatever, but. Sometimes they do really piss me off, and I'm in my there's like a little voice in my head. It's like it doesn't matter. Move on. I'm like, no, I have to fight them. Like, <laughs> we have to physically brawl about this. <laughs> Does it happen a lot? Is that like a common thing when you're putting your pictures out there? Um, lately it has been. It didn't used to be, but I take it as a compliment. Um, just means you're getting bigger. Yeah, getting bigger and better. But because I I don't like get a lot of attention like that very often. I think. It's happened like twice this year, which is cool. Like, didn't use. I'm like, I'm glad for that much attention. It's a good sign. I think any attention is good attention. You know? People keep saying that, and I'm like, I don't know, guys. I don't think some, I mean that. Yeah, some people get attention, and it's like. No, the hospital attention kind of birds. Sucks. Of, yeah. <laughs> Did it really? Just because it honestly got really stressful. <laughs> really, just because people were reaching out. I to think talk it to was you? just like such a sh- high volume of commentary and people being like don't listen to this stupid bitch she's a liar she's being paid and i was like i just thought this video was funny <laughs> i just have asthma i don't know <laughs> like they just put me outside with blankets how am i not gonna film this it's hilarious yeah. and they were like you must not have been that sick if you could take a video or that a lot of people were saying like oh that's what i heard that you got covid and the beds were like completely were filled up and so they, and they just were like you fuck you bitch you have covid and i'm like i have the vaccine I just got asthma. Yeah. So a lot of people, it's just like so many hot takes. I had to take, I had to turn the comments off a few times just because it was so like mind numbingly irritating. It's, it's easier to ignore comments when you're not getting notified every 10 minutes of like someone saying some fucking dumb shit to you. Like, and I, I just like, I kind of like hyper focus on things and which can be positive or negative and i i literally after that video started going viral i think i started my phone for like nine hours straight damn because <laughs> i could not look away just but watching it blow up that's never happened to me before like it, even resembling that and the fact that i got interviewed for the news um and then like people were like i saw this on newsweek i saw this on blah 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 if for a like a little period of time if you googled my name and asthma attack slash hospital there was like six different articles from like there was like independent in the uk wrote one some random thing in spain wrote an article about me i was like what the fuck (laughs) so it was just like constantly unfolding and becoming more and more bizarre so i just could not look away it was crazy and I mean, when you've got, I would imagine thousands of people, if not hundreds of thousands of people were commenting. And so your phone's just dinging, dinging, I turn notifications off, but. It still probably doesn't help because you're like, oh, I'm like, I want to see. But then for a few days, every time I opened my phone, I had 200 notifications. <sighs> I was like, That's a lot. I'm like, I can't not look. <laughs> I can't ignore this. This is crazy. That lady, though, when I got interviewed, I forget her name. It's, like, Megan something. She's apparently very famous. She's, like, she has, like, an Emmy. She won an Emmy or something. But um, I was at my aunt's house because we were 
literally like getting a U-Haul and driving from Portland to Eureka. It was the day we were moving and we just did it early in the morning so we can get it over with. And she interviewed me in my aunt's bedroom. Like I had to prop. I saw the little zoo. <laughs> yes. I propped the phone up. You just on, look like, like you're like, what the fuck is going I, on? You like, could literally see happening? me. Yeah. Like it's just almost, disbelief. Like what am I doing? It's right almost now? like they edited it to make it like a shit post. It was so funny. You can like see visibly that I'm trying not to laugh. Yeah. And like your 5.1 million viewers are watching me clearly like cracking my shit up. Like I was dying laughing. I had the phone propped up on a candle. <laughs> This was pre-tripod. <laughs> yes. Well, it was at my aunt's house, too. Pre-tripod. And I was, like, sitting at her desk. And they, like, you can see pictures of my cousins in the background. I'm like, sorry, Jason. You're on TV. <laughs> and she was literally in the bathroom, like, taking a shit the whole time. It's, Jesus. It's just really, like, hysterical. Just like, what is what is happening? What it's, is life right it now? It was just goofy as fuck. It's probably the single most hilarious thing that will ever happen in my life. <laughs> I don't know. You're still pretty young. Given my trajectory. Yeah, you might. <laughs> this might just be the first level. I did, when I was in Venice, I did see a gondolier punch an American in the head. That was pretty funny. Wow. So that's up there as well. Okay. <laughs> see, that was level one. This is level two. Yeah, we'll see what else will Check unfold. back in a year. It's going to be It's gonna be pretty exciting. I know. I'm excited <laughs> to see where life takes me next. Just got fired. It's opening up all these doors for me. I know. The, opening up the door to drink this truly at 4 p.m. <laughs> and then go home and take a nap. <laughs> Yeah, but now in a weird way, like you have more time to work on your art. Yeah, you another job. I did just get a, t- a commission. Um, I'm drawing someone's dog. Okay. Which, <laughs> as an artist, there's like a running joke, especially on TikTok in particular. It's a running joke of like people always ask you to draw their fucking dogs. Is that a big thing? <laughs> people I, I, always. I well, for me, a lot of the commissions I get because I do realism. They're like, "Will you draw me and my girlfriend?" And I'm like, oh, "I really don't want to do that, but I will because you're paying me." Um, I get a lot of, like, a lot of people make me want to uh, have me do, like, memorial pieces for people, <clears throat> which is cool. Like, some people will be like, oh, my grandpa just passed. Can you draw this picture for me, my mom? So I'm always happy to do those. But I did have one person who was, like, asked me to draw him and his girlfriend. And they're, like, a military couple, which is fine, whatever. But they're, like, long distance. And then he had me write her a love note on the back of it. <laughs> he was like, my darling sweet pea. You are my moon and I am the stars. And I was like, <laughs> like so sometimes I do get some shit like that. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. That's, do you like doing that? I hate it. Yeah. Okay. I like, just want to make sure. Like violently. Yeah. I hate okay. It. Cause your stuff seems dark. Yeah. But that's what I, I like yeah. that. Like I like that kind of shit. It's, it's kind of the type of art that like no shit. My grandma, after I put something on Facebook. I saw it. Oh my God. That was, so, I was like... dying laughing for probably 10 <laughs> minutes when I read that. That was on that picture of that yeah, girl, that right? Yeah. talking about. Sorry. What did you, you I gotta like, say what you said. I, I think I said like, I think the caption of it was, here's my new drawing. And yes, grandma, when you see this, I'm okay. So you don't have to call me. Cause she has called me several times to like check on my well being after I posted yep. a picture. And I'm like, that's sweet. Um, no, I'm not really great right now, to be honest. But here's this art I made. But at that period of time, I was okay. I like that, though. That's why I was wondering. I was like, I don't know if you're going to like, is there, do you like doing the dogs too? Cause there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm not drawn to it. Yeah. It's not something that comes naturally to me. Like, I'm animals are cool and all but i think for me what i'm most passionate about i used to draw a lot more different subjects um i kind of feel bad like i'm like i should branch out a little more but i've i just feel really drawn to portraiture and just like like the emotions of the human experience and what i have kind of 
gathered through my art that I find really compelling is like the subtlest different line or shape or where you chose to smudge or where you choose to draw like a shadow it really changes the read of the picture and you can get so much of an emotional story just from a facial expression and there's so many different subtleties and muscular differences in tone that indicate a completely different thing so that's what I feel more like compelled to create rather than like here's my cute dog <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> so nothing against the dogs but it's the the real drive for me to keep creating is like getting in connection with that emotional part of a human of just like being a person that's why i think i do so much self-portraiture i draw myself a lot at the point it's kind of silly <laughs> i'm like i should stop doing that are you taking a picture of yourself when you're doing that mm-hmm. okay there's a lot of embarrassing selfies in my just phone. hundreds of photos like mm, not that one and there's, i sometimes i'll take one because i have an idea and then i'll never actually like draw it and i'll just be looking through my pictures and i'm like this is awkward <laughs> but i can't delete it because it's it could be something it's material yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's, I sometimes I'll take, like, I'll be crying, like, I should take a picture of this. Oh, God. (laughs) Not that I'm going to, like, post it, but it's, like, a good reference picture. It started initially because I think I was, like, 17 or 18 when I started, like, drawing myself. Because it's a pain in the ass to find a reference picture. So I'll have a picture, like, an idea in my head of, like, some pose I want to draw or, like, a concept. And I just will, like be googling very specific things but none of them really meet what i'm trying to get at because i can't draw realistically out of my head um so i started posing for myself and then it actually became like a really good way for like self-reflection because i think a lot of the time you can't you, you know you can feel your own emotions and you understand your own experience in a way but when you see it outside of yourself and something that was or- created like organically and without like having to think about it you know it's it's very telling I guess to yourself about what you're experiencing because I think with life it's it moves so quickly it can kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit you know and not really understand yourself at certain points and for me personally it's been really like medicinal almost and being able to kind of ground back into myself and what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing and kind of pushing myself forward into the future so I think that's do you feel like you get a process those emotions as you're working through the art big time and i i don't it's not even necessarily conscious it's kind of like an unconscious process almost like when i'm making a piece that i have an idea for and it kind of develops into something else it's very telling of like what's happening in my inner world i guess like little moments in your life Mm -hmm. are captured in those yeah so it's it's like especially when there's a lot going on like with the pandemic it's kind of hard to just even be present at all um so then I can, it's almost like reading a story someone else wrote me about myself. It becomes a lot easier to. Oh, that's a cool way to think about yeah, it. Yeah. It's because, it, I mean, art is weird. It's something that's like kind of outside the realm of logic all the time. Uh, and that's why we have the arts, because there's there's certain things that we as humans need to express that we can't really say in words or say with like a mathematical equation. Um, so even as an artist, there's things that come out in my art that I'm like, they're kind of like revelations i'm like whoa <laughs> well that's the cliche right yeah a picture's worth a thousand exactly words. but it's true and that's mm-hmm. why it's cliches because everybody says that and that's why i kind of i'm like drawing myself is cool <laughs> um and it's it's been really therapeutic for me honestly um and it's also just doing that as a form of therapy has also allowed me to technically like just using my technical skill get a lot better uh, so it's kind of a double whammy pretty awesome <laughs> that's cool <laughs> yeah do you prefer drawing yourself or is it harder that way? 
using yourself as like a reference. I think I've done it so many times now that I've I'm kind of like just memorize what's there. I mean, you don't even need a picture anymore. I'm like, like I, how am I feeling? I really know what I look like. <laughs> it's but it, it's kind of problematic because I'll draw a different person, but like maybe vaguely similar looking to me. Everybody would be like, oh, this is a nice drawing of you as a blonde. I'm oh, like, like features kind of carry over. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> I need to draw different. It's people. not supposed to be me. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to draw boys. <laughs> <laughs> so when people, does anybody commission you and just say, okay? I just want this kind of, like, I want something dark, but I want you to, you to run with it. I haven't gotten a lot of those, actually. It's mostly, like, so, like, recently I had someone, like, someone's father recent passed, recently passed away. They didn't have any pictures with him. So they had me take two different pictures and kind of mesh them together to make a memorial piece. I do stuff like that. Someone's having me draw their dog, like I said. Um, I get a lot of, like, sentimental, like, family portrait requests that seems like a waste of potential like i would be like okay just run with it just here's the money just run with it i just want something cool you know i fucking wish yeah right that'd be sick but for the most part you know and it feels good to like be able to create something that someone will have in their household for a long time like it's it's important to their family but creatively it's kind of like uh, i guess yeah. <laughs> it's hard to make myself want to do it i'm not very disciplined honestly like i will procrastinate so hard. shit you're talking to the wrong guy that's, <laughs> that's me 100 percent. i used to be college really took it out of me man funny how it does that it kind of beats it out of you i, I used to be like so on my shit i was like the top five percent in my graduating class in high school i got a full ride and by the end of college i was like like fuck this i'm like <laughs> yeah i yeah yeah, I used I tried, you know, and then you're sitting in class with like 400 other kids and the teacher's not really even lecturing and it's just like, okay, let's I got really into the stock market cuz like I've got all this time, I'm sitting in class, like might as well do something productive. I feel like my attention span has died in a oh, yes. since college. Yeah. I just like it was like so overstimulating socially, you know, just everything about it was like so much, especially being from a small town. I don't think I realized, like, just the sheer volume of shit that would be happening at all times. Where'd you move where you went to high school? <laughs> I lived in Southern, in, like, around Medford. I live in Central oh, okay. Point. So it's... Oh, Central Point's pretty small. It's pretty tiny. Yeah, okay, that's how I thought. Yeah, It's yeah. smaller than Eureka, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's around, like, but it's it's touching Medford. Like, they literally are separated by a road. Okay. So, it, and Medford's, like, 90 to 100,000 people now. Um, So, it's, like, arguably bigger than Eureka. Central Point itself is smaller, but... It's pretty much Medford. Hmm. I remember when I was a kid growing up in Humboldt, we would go visit my aunt in Medford and there was an escalator at the mall. I thought that was the coolest shit ever because Humboldt has nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So when I moved Uh. there, I was like, this is the big city, but it's fucking Medford, Oregon. It was the same when I moved to U of O because it's in Eugene and there's like like 200,000 people in like the metropolitan area. And I was like, this is, I'm living large in the big city. But then people from, like, the Southern California would go to Yubo and, like, this is such a small, shitty town. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? There's so many people here. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how that works out, right? Everybody wants to go to the big city, and then you get there, and it's like, oh. Also, Eugene, the, now that I'm older, the concept of Eugene as a big city is really hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, though. I really like Eugene. It's beautiful because in U of O is cool because it's super walkable. 
and I could like longboard everywhere and it's it's right on the river too and then the, the edge of campus if you just cross the street there's this big river trail that goes to the football stadium but that trail goes for like six miles you can go forever and it's really nice and paved that's what I think what I miss the most is like being so close to the water and like it was like the nature there was so nice like, mm-hmm. I do miss it a lot and like it, your friends are like three blocks away yeah, that's one of the cool things about college, right, is everyone's so close. Yeah, but that can also be kind of the downfall. Like, True. When shit goes down, everybody's still right there. True. Yeah, <laughs> when shit hits the fan, it's like, fuck, you can't get away from everybody. Yeah, like, when me and my ex broke up, it was like, Oof. all these people are everywhere. Oof. Yeah, and then I feel like, at least at a, in my experience, going to, like, a big state school, it's, like, so clicky and, like, gossipy. Everybody knows all your business. It's hard to feel like a normal person. <laughs> like, I felt that way about OSU, but it was because they all went to high school together, so it's yeah. like, you show up and it's like oh shit you all are basically high school 2.0 over here it's like and oh god people like i was shocked by how clicky people were like how mean because we're all in our 20s and but it was almost like worse than middle school for me at some points people were just so like aggressively mean <laughs> oh really i don't i didn't get that from most of you yeah maybe it's my I, my bad luck <laughs> <laughs> did you guys have do you think that tied in like frat life? Oh, was frat life for sure, yeah. 100%. Even the people that didn't engage with it, it just created like a weird space. Because UVO is like very traditional state, state school, like college experience, you know, like the frats and the parties and the blah, blah, blah. And so you kind of get sucked into that like movie expectation of what college is like. So it's hard to kind of like sink, at least in my personal experience, it was hard for me to like figure out who I actually was without the context of like, this is what will make you cool. And make people want to hang out with you and invite you to their parties. It was hard for me to like chill out and like relax <laughs> and just yeah, break out of that mesh, right? And make friends with people that I actually wanted to be friends with instead of like having like party friends that didn't actually give a shit about me. Yeah, that you see every Friday night. You're yeah, like, hey, and then you just never talk to until but then, the next party. Yeah, and then once school's over, you it's kind of shocking how many people you just never speak to again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of it, right? It's that that culture of frat life is kind of weird when you think about it's it it's almost like consumeristic it's like that's a good way to put it's it it's like people are like this very disposable to you and you're kind of buying into this idea of like store-bought friendship exactly and then like, there's always like something better like, flying off the shelf so it's like it's hard to form real like genuine attachments with people because it's like especially with like dating apps and shit it's like well there's always so much something better like i could buy something new off my phone you know that kind of same thing it's hard to like settle into your own individuality and your own relationships because there's always like better things being shoved into your face. That's why I personally had a hard time at least. Yeah, I think relationships are way harder now because of that. And the because whole internet's watching if yeah. your relationship survives or fails. True. Yeah. And everybody's just posting those promo pics of their relationship. Literally, online. that's a yeah. great way to put yeah. it. That's all it is. It's like, look at us, we're in love. But they actually just like screamed at each other in the fucking yeah. car right before that. That one moment where they took the photo was the only time they were happy. And then it's like, okay, now we're just, what are we, what are we doing? I just, I'm like been on my phone so much lately, but I think at least in a good way, I'm able to kind of see through the veneer of that a little bit, but it still gets to you. Like mm-hmm. when you're kind of like down and out and your circumstances have definitely been better in the past and you're just watching all these people like be successful. It's just fucks with your head a little bit. But I, my excuse is always like, well, I can't delete it. Like, I have to post my art. <laughs> That's exactly how I am with this. I'm like, I need it for podcast promo. Like, I can't but get like, rid I, of it. It is true. I just, my problem is I'm not very good at regulating my use of it. 
Yes. Yeah, that's where I am. I cannot find a happy middle ground where it's like, I need this for my art, for my like little side hustle, and if I want to make it into a bigger business eventually. But then I'm like, let's see what Nancy's doing with her weird boyfriend. Like, it's just gross. I'm like, I need to stop, but I can't. I got so bad at the beginning of the pandemic that I was just, I was mindlessly scrolling through my email. <laughs> that's, that's how bad I was. Like, it wasn't enough just to go through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Like, I, I had to go. Just read your Yeah. That is really funny. Yeah, it was so... And I was like, what the fuck? What am I... And it's like 90% spam email and then... I've always been a big sucker for my email. I used to get made it fun of... It gets me. I used to be made fun of in, with by my friends in college because we'd get home from a party at like 3 a.m. I'd be fucking checking my email. <laughs> okay, I was never that bad. I'm like, sorry, I have to see when this assignment's due. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's just, it's made to be addicting is yeah, the problem. Yeah, it's, and the, what makes it worse is I know. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing and why it's bad for me. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, whatever. Just keep going. <laughs> it's the same with vaping. It's the same shit. Like, I think with the oh. pandemic, I just became so much less resilient to these, like, little dopamine bursts because there was nothing happening. It's like everything's been pretty empty since then. There used to be so much going on, so now I have to kind of manufacture things going on by staring at my stupid mechanical box that's watching me all the time. I feel like it's that that addiction, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we just need that constant stimulation of... Something to something, look at. Something to look at. For me, it's smoke. almost like something to do with my hands. Yeah. It's not even, like, the substance itself or what I'm doing or what I'm looking at. It's just, like, I cannot sit still anymore. Do you get those phantom rings where it's like, oh, my phone just buzzed. Yes. And then it's like, nothing happened. Oh, no. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah. It's the downfall of our society. I need to fucking cleanse my <laughs> it's, it's... This is what I was trying to do where I was like, I'm going to stop looking at my phone. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to be healthy and exercise. And now I'm just like, that didn't work out. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. it's That's what I like about this is you. I have to put my phone down co- yeah. for the conversation. And like, you're actually just... like talking to a human being. Which how often does that happen in real life? It's like that you otherwise probably wouldn't have been talking to. Yeah. And we're, like, actually engaged with each other. Yeah. I'm not checking my phone. You're not checking your phone. We're not, like, oh, yeah, okay. What's... Oh, oh cool. Mm-hmm. I know. Cutting grads. <sighs> Cutting grads 2010. Never die. God, lifetime ago. <laughs> what class were you... I don't think you were in my class. I had Nelson. I had... Oh, sixth grade. I had Mitchell for sixth grade. Dude, I don't know. Did we have a class I don't think together at Cutting? I don't think so. Because I had O'Leary in fifth grade. I had Hague and Fig. I think I was just aware of you. On, yeah. On the I've always known. Yeah. I've always <laughs> yeah. known about you. And I knew about your art in high school, which is, I, That's I had funny. a conversation with I think we were just somebody. like Facebook friends. Yeah, probably. And I just saw it. Wow. And was like, oh, I didn't realize nervous. I had such a far reach. <laughs> You're pretty famous. You were famous pre blowing up on the news. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting too. Cause like, if you don't get a lot of engagement on your posts, you kind of get don't down think, on yourself. Yeah. But there's some people that you will never know, like think about you all the time. And that's, that's something I struggle with a lot is, like, getting really down, like, really, getting really in my own head of, like, if I'm not getting, like, a parade thrown for me in my art every day, I'm like, wow, I suck. I'm a failure. But then I, like, go outside and breathe fresh air. I'm like, wait, it's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've been in my room for two days. Maybe I should go outside. <laughs> I'm kind of the opposite. It freaks me out when people are like, not that this is, like, super huge and people are like, oh, my God. But whenever somebody says, oh, I saw your podcast, I get really uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, I'm podcast sorry. Is, like, if someone comes up to me and is like, I saw you, I'm like, don't perceive me. Yeah. <laughs> my art is different because it's not, I'm not there. Like, you can't see me. True. It's just like, look at this cool shit I did. But that's, I would argue your art is more intimate yeah because like that's a real I, piece of you i am honest to a fault 
like in in every way like so my my art is very truthful like it's just I can be like oh it's about this but if you if you really just look at it like that's what I'm feeling that's that's what's happening what was your favorite piece Ooh, that's tough or what was the piece that challenged you the most oh man I think um I have this one that I did a few years ago it's like it's a picture of me it's done in graphite but I, like half of my face is underwater I can show you a picture yeah I can find it. I don't know if they'd be able to see it. In real if you life. want to text it to me, I can put it up on the. I can oh, put it up on the screen. Okay. Uh, should I text your like actual phone number? Uh yes, I will show it to you. What is it? I want to tell you all your fans so you don't get doxxed. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I don't get random calls in the morning. Like, Stop <laughs> doing your podcast. <laughs> Secret mission. I think that's right. Okay, let me see if I can find it. It might take a second. But this one, I think, was challenging because it's not necessarily my favorite visually, but I think it was a good period of growth for me because I fucking hated it. Like, this mm. is this is one of the ones where I just straight up was like, this sucks. I hate this. But I took a break, and then I looked at it later, and I was like, damn, dude. What do you mean you hate this? <laughs> like, holy shit. Because I, I, it's like, this is when I started to kind of take it to the next level, and and push myself beyond what I could do at the time. And mm-hmm. Even though now I think my art is probably, I've probably made a better piece than this, objectively. I, this is the one where it started to kind of flip for me. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I hated it. I was like, this sucks. Really? Yeah. But, like, I drew the, like, every vein, every freckle, like. That's crazy. Like, I wish I could do, I, I do <laughs> stick figures, and I'm like, oh, damn, that turned out really good. <laughs> and I, that's the extent of my skill. I hated that one, because I, I think, like what I was explaining earlier, is when you are so intimately You were just involved, too close. I yeah. was way, I had been staring at it. I think I worked on that one for like seven hours straight, and it was like nine in the morning. <laughs> I was like, wow. I'd started at like 3 a.m. I like just worked on it all through the night, and it's, it almost like, you can't see it like a, no- a normal person would see it because you've been staring at it for so long you kind of start to dissociate and like <laughs> you just see everything wrong with it and to me it was like it's too flat like the hair doesn't look good enough blah 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 that is so crazy but i mean with your art right you just you can <laughs> nitpick everything but... yeah and i think that's it's a good like microcosm of just people in general with themselves yeah and to me being able to be present to those experiences and my reactions to my art has like created a whole different way of thinking just about everything in my life about my relationship with myself period because it's like my reaction to my art is so aggressive for no fucking reason like look at that it's really good (laughs) and i was doing nothing but telling myself what a piece of shit it was and it's it's i talk to myself in the same way and i'm like this needs to be done like we can't be doing this i think it's a fine line i think you need some of that to push you to be better right but it can consume you you could think oh this is just shitty and then never progress I'll see if I can and find never put it, it out mm-hmm, exactly i think i'll see if i can find the other one you wanted to show in here somewhere how long did this one take you a couple weeks a couple weeks yeah um but then after that let me find i think i got a lot better with like realism at least and just like because this one it feels like it's lacking depth it's a little scratchy like the hair is a little silly but um now, because now I can give that objective review and not, like, beat myself up yeah. for it. It was just, like, I had never tried to do something so detailed. Um, but then there's, like, this one. I went hard on this one. But I still have a lot of problems with this one, <laughs> to be fair. 
Hold on. I mean, I don't know how to use technology under pressure. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, people are watching. I have an album of my art, but it's like deep in here. Let me find it. You can kind of see me progressively get better. This is uh, a little bit after I did this one. It's downloading from iCloud. Did you have a reference photo when you were doing this? Yeah, I took okay. a picture of myself in the bathtub, actually. It's one of those really embarrassing pictures that no one will ever see. <laughs> this is fucking weird. <laughs> but I, I just thought it was interesting to try to tackle the water, because that's something I've never done before. I mean, that is insane. When you're using a reference photo, are you trying to capture it? Like 100% or are you using it more to see how like the body lays in certain conditions? I think conditions? it's more the latter. Okay. Um, like it's nice to get that realism because the more accurately the cop you copy it, the more realistic it is. But I'm not necessarily super caught up on if it's an exact match. It's more that it's like a study of how shapes are because you nothing ever really is shaped how you think it is. Mm -hmm. So being able to draw is not only using your hands, it's also a certain type of seeing. And so if I'm like really intensely studying how someone's face looks or the way the shadows lay on the form, it's 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 all in the eyesight and like the hands are just like the the vessel for the eyesight to be portrayed, I think. Let me see if I can fucking get this shit down. <laughs> I think that's just that's just insane. Like to be able to capture that much detail and like put it on paper you know what i mean mm -hmm. as someone who's not artistic at all i mean like, that just to be perfectly honest sometimes i look at my shit and i'm like who do i think i am <laughs> what who did that who is she if this will let me load this picture, would you say this is your favorite piece too it's i don't think it's my favorite i just am appreciative of it like it's not my favorite aesthetically i just am appreciative of it because that's when a, you know shit started to change yeah and i was like no i can do this yeah let me see. <laughs> Sorry. Like, so how long have you been doing portraits for? Not to um, distract. I feel like I'm no, like fucking no, no, you no. up with questions. As I got it. <laughs> okay. I got it. It's spent. Um, forever. Like forever. It, I've been doing them always. Uh, there's this. My grandma has actually all these like little books I made as a kid of like this is a drawing of me. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. And they're so funny. I wonder if I could find one. I might not be able to. But it's it was like the beginning of it all. It's like. This where it like started. first grade assignment where you had to draw yourself, and she kept them all, which is really cool. So, because I've, I've been drawing portraits since I was like six, since I understood what a face was pretty mm -hmm. much, and like could make it happen. Was anybody else in your family artistic like that, or um, you just kind of picked it my up? My aunt is actually really good at drawing. Okay, it's it actually runs in my family. My grandpa could paint, like, but they. My family is weird. Like we're very working class, like blue collar, and they just anything like talent. They're they're kind of like they all have kind of a chip on their shoulder. They're kind of negative about themselves, which is another reason why I'm like making an effort to not do that. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're like, oh, I'm not that good, and they never really pursued it to the degree that I have. Oh, there we go. I didn't see yeah. So this is like a more recent one that I personally think is way fucking like like it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's kind of a similar vibe, like in the bath with the water, but it's. It's like an it's next level compared to the last one, I think. That is so that is so crazy. Come on. <laughs> that is colored pencil, charcoal, graphite, and ink. And I drew. Every... I'm sitting here thinking like I could you could give me a pencil and paper and ten years and I would it would be a stick figure like a little face <laughs> and like okay this is what I've got. Are we, can we take potty breaks? Is that allowed? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we can pause here. <laughs> can we take potty breaks? <laughs>
you know, pretty intense conversations because <laughs> that's part of it. watching it. And they were like, oh, yeah, we heard this. And I'm like, oh, oh that's <laughs> exciting. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Uncomfy. Guess we can't speak anymore, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, that always, yeah. I'm sure you get that way when you put out a, like with your grandma, you put out a piece and it's like, I'm okay, like everything's good. This is just what I'm doing. I have to you know? like emotionally detach myself from it. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Because I think I'm like very vulnerable with my art in that I'm sharing things, but like I'm not like emotionally, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's like, yes, this is out there, but I'm like almost not giving people the power over me that it might. I don't even know how to fix it. So much of this, I don't know how to actually say out loud. No, I kind of, I kind of get that. I feel that in this, in that, like in order to do this, like you have to put a piece of yourself in it. Yeah. But then it's weird because, like, I'm talking to you about it, right? Yeah. So like, if we're getting deep, it's between us. But there are also there's other people listening. People watching. Yeah. But they're not like sitting here in the room. Yes. So you almost like. Because a lot of times people are, like, observing my art. They're not, like, next to me talking to me about it. So yeah. it's, it's not like I'm sitting there, like... This, this is, is what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, this As is I'm related to this. my trauma, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of... It's the same with, like, the TikTok, too. It's, like, you can almost, like, separate yourself from it. Yeah. Plus, there's also no way, like, physically possible to emotionally connect with the fact that 8 million people watch me wheeze in a parking lot. Yeah, what is that? Well, I mean, what does 8 million people even look like? What does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. I can't think past, like, 12. <laughs> My brain is... That's, in... that's a good number. 12 solid. <laughs> My... I was going to say, like, 8, but... <laughs> 8 to 12. Because that's, like, you you made something that 8 million other people have seen. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, I cannot fathom that. I'm like, I really would be so cool if that would happen with my art. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. I, I, you know, it's hard to sustain this feeling, but I just because, you know, like this piece versus the last piece, this was done I either this year or last year. I believe it was this year. And that one I showed you before this was done in 2019. So it's like a two-year difference. Mm -hmm. And I was already pretty good before, and I'm just like still on the come up. So I kind of feel if I keep at it, like, some shit's going to work out for me. <laughs> I just think that's it. I mean, the depth in this picture is, like, what what gets me, you know? I am a big fan of the hair. That's your favorite part? Yeah. Just because hair is such a bitch. <laughs> a lot of the time, like, in the previous one, I just, like, took, a, like, a charcoal little thing and I just scribbled it because I was like, uh-uh. But this one, I, I took a marker and I did every single little part of it jesus and i went back through with like i have these um these like white paint pens that i use for highlighting so like the little like the breaks in the hair like uh, around the crown of the head i did with like a little i took a little streak of the white and i did like, just a little shape and then i would go over it with the black to make that kind of line if you can see what i'm talking about how it's yeah. a little more highlighted over around the temple um, and this one, uh, a lot of time with graphite, what I'll do, sometimes I won't do this, but what adds a lot of depth is I'll start with just a pencil. So like with this one, I started with just a pencil, did all the shapes and everything, and then I went over it with a marker. So I, I do ink, like around the eyelashes, the eyebrows, like in the, a little bit in the corner of the eye, and the nostril, and the hair, obviously. And it creates a lot more definition and like brings it out a lot. I really like the eyes, and then, I mean the whole face, I really like the... It's just sitting here like holy you know what i mean like holy shit yeah and then that's a song lyric from the song it's called paul by big thief so i just heard that lyric and i was like i'm gonna draw this picture see your gentle baby i couldn't stay 
I'd only bring you pain. Mm -hmm. I like that. Emo. I like that. (laughs) And then she's like smoking in the bathtub. Like, I'm too hard. Sorry. I had to leave you because I'd hurt you. (laughs) (laughs) All in your feelings. Mm -hmm. So what were you feeling at this particular moment when you were praying this? Um, I mean, to be fair, I think it's just like thinking about how I like emotionally destroyed my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the bathtub smoking a cigarette. Uh, like, I like that. that emotionally destroyed it. myself in the process of emotionally destroying him. Wow. It's been like three years. I'm still butthurt about it. <laughs> Maybe he'll see your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to reach out now. Hey, I saw you on this podcast. I'm like, uh... Let's talk. <laughs> Oopsie. Relationships are weird like that, right? I don't think I do that anymore. <laughs> that last one, I took a lot out of you. I made so much art and like poetry just based on that. I'm like, damn, this shit really got to me, man. <laughs> it was great inspiration, though. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, you gotta funnel it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Dating another person's weird, like the concept of it, because you pull. Everyone likes to talk about energy, and it sounds so cheesy when you say it. <laughs> But, like, that's a real thing. Like, you're with this other person and you spend a lot of time together and you pick up mannerisms and stuff. But, like, you guys share energy in a weird way. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I don't really know how to do it. I'm fucking that up, putting it in a word. Breakups are weirder than friendships, too, because friendships, it's similar, but breakups are so much more intimate. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant to say. (laughs) Relationships are so much more intimate, but then, like, when it's over, like, it is cut and dry, or at least it should be. Um, And with friendships, like... There's a little more leeway, but because like when you reach that level of closeness with a lo- with another person, like it's that or nothing all the yeah. time. It seems like it's like it's really hard to come back from and like have just a regular contact with them at all, which is interesting. Um, because like if you know you get in like a, a tizzy with the friend, you can still kind of be chill, but with the breakup, it's like world ending sometimes. <laughs> it's like life shattering. Yeah, it changes your, it changes you, mm-hmm. right? And friendships can do that too. Um. It's just, like, a different way. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, like, I mean, this might not necessarily be healthy, but at least in the past for me, like, when I I get into long-term relationships very rarely. I think I've had, like, two in my whole life, not counting the weirdos sprinkled in here and there, but <laughs> the ones that didn't little last. little extra flavoring throughout. The ones that didn't last very long, but, like, it is, I'm just, like, very guarded, despite, you know, I, I talk a lot and say whatever the fuck, but to be actually like emotionally vulnerable with a person to that level is so hard. And I take those losses super hard. Like I kind of become like enmeshed with them in a way that isn't great. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm trying to think like my first boyfriend in high school, I was like 15. We started dating. So I obviously I was stupid, but he went into the Navy and he was like, he's two years older than me. And he's like, don't go to the, don't go to college. Like, I'll take care of you. Oh, shit. You got to run from those. You got to be real careful. Uh, with I was them. so young. I didn't, I mean, I ended up fucking off. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, just like that kind of shit where it's like, I'm going to plan my whole life around this person. And I kind of like lose sight of what I want to do. Like, I don't think if I had stayed with that guy, I don't think I would ever have gotten this good at drawing. So it's like those kind of two schools of thought where if i'm alone i will do better for myself and and know myself better and be like stronger as individual but i'm alone (laughs) so it's like how do you do both and not like kind of lose yourself in another person i was just gonna say that it's so easy to slip into the other person and like become codependent yeah exactly like it just it's like breathing Mm -hmm. especially with someone that you do open up with and you feel comfortable with and like genuinely love 
Yeah. You can just lose yourself. Yeah. And sometimes it's awesome. It's like, cool. <laughs> it's a good feeling and it's scary. And that's why doing it with the wrong person is like, it can fuck you up. Yep. Because oh, yeah. that just weighs on you. So this phase of my life, I'm like, I think I need to just be doing chill. that. Yeah. I think just, I need to yeah. be doing that right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm in that same camp. It's just, yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. And also, I feel like they become like a reflection of you. And even in like a public way, like when someone sees who you're dating, like they they will judge them based off of you kind of in a way. Like you're a unit. Guilty by association. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're a unit. So... It, in my experience, when I start dating someone, I become much more judgmental of them because subconsciously I'm like, people are going to judge me based on you. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And that's like a, a me problem. That's a personal hang up. So I think for me, it's hard because I become kind of an asshole. <laughs> like I, when I not even like in a relationship necessarily, but when I'm seeing someone or something, I'm like, are you good enough for me <laughs> people are gonna judge me for hanging out with you <laughs> like i think that's good you recognize that though i'm so painfully self-aware <laughs> like De- to a fault right it's, it's such a fault it's like oh i can't like exist in a room without being like like hyper thinking like it's so meta like in my own <laughs> head i'm like fuck i think that's good though i think there's two camps with being honest there's that group that you know is really they're just dicks and they're like i'm just being honest it's like no you're just being a dick but then there's the other camp where it's like you are being honest and i think you obviously fall into that other camp and a good judgment i've come to pick up on is the other camp doesn't say oh you know i feel like i'm being an asshole like that's how you can easily judge is if the person's like oh it's like no i'm definitely being an asshole stop but i think like that kind of honesty freaks people out sometimes because i have people have really strong reactions to me (laughs) like I just feel like I show up pretty authentically most of the time, not to be like, I'm so real. I'm a real one. But that's that's what I think scares people is authenticity yeah, nowadays. I don't know how to be fake. Like, it's, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> it kind of I don't know. It gets me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. I think it's lonelier that way. Yeah, I but would I say think so. the friendships that you culminate are better because mm-hmm. you're more guarded. It with just it. takes a lot more patience, I think. Yes, because it's hard to, especially when you get into like a social media hole and all these people have all these friends. But if you were able to closely examine those friendships, you would see that there's there's not a lot of realness between those people. But just me as a personality trait, like, I can't really be friends with people that I can't, that I don't feel okay being myself around. Like, I just yeah. can't do it. It's not going to happen. So, obviously, as a result, I don't have a I, – I mean, I have a good amount of friends, but I don't have, like, you know, all these, like, party pals and blah, 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 we're besties because it's, it's just not real. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't like it. It's icky. Like, if I can't call you at four in the morning and be like, I, like I'm like i in trouble, like, mm-hmm. then what's the point? I mean, I think you should be nice with everyone. That's kind of how I try to live my life. It's like, I'm cool with everybody, but I think it's important to keep, like, a core, yeah. a core group yeah. of, like, Which is kind people. of, it's hard for me to accept that about myself because in college with all the, you know, it's, like, so much pressure to have a friend group and, like, be seen having a lot of friends, blah, blah, blah. It really got to me, and I'm having a hard time, like, deconstructing that thinking and being okay accepting myself as a person who doesn't, like, necessarily have a ton of really close friends. Because who really does anyway? Like, that's... That's the thing, right? (laughs) Like, how many people are you actually close with that you hang out with, you know? Yeah, there's that quote where it's... I can't think of it, but it's always the person who's surrounded by the most people that's the saddest. Yeah, exactly. How depressing is that? Yeah, and I, I used to do a lot of, like... 
uh, I guess I'd call it performing, like just being kind of a watered down version of myself so people would like to hang out with me. Just to get those friendships. Yeah, and it was just to, to have friends. It wasn't because of them as individuals, which is doing myself and that person a disservice. So it's like, now I just try to be okay. It's not easy though. <laughs> like rejection, It's a hard thing to do. Rejection sucks. Yeah. And I feel like it happens a lot when you're just like being who you are and not like molding to what other people are wanting from you or what they would accept in you. Um, I, I still kind of like find myself chameleoning and like being like changing my personality based on where I am. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either. I think that's kind of, it can be kind of a skill if you do it right. But it's one of those, it's kind of a tight rope, a tight rope to figure out how to walk it right. So you're not like compromising yourself, but you're also like using it to, you know, it's okay to like have a lot of different, be able to get along with a lot of different people. <laughs> yeah. People like to say what code switching. Yeah. 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 I, do, I, don't, I do a lot of that. Yeah. I don't think that's a, I think that word gets thrown around like it's a bad thing. I don't think it's bad. Because I think certain environments dictate certain movements, yeah. right? Like, I'm not going to say fuck and drop all, like, use certain language around my parents, <laughs> but I would around my friends. Is that code switching? Yeah, but is that a bad thing? I think it's one of those things that you have to, like, be careful with because you can, like, harm yourself. Like Yeah, you could, yeah, and lose yourself. It's harder when you're younger, I think, too, and there's, like, all those pressures to be a certain type of cool and, like, wear these pants and have bedazzled jewels on the ass like that was the big thing says so juicy on your yoga pants the fucking like, rock what? revivals when i was in high school oh god <laughs> oh god that was all the oh. and i was like a weird artsy stoner kid like i didn't do any of that shit i was like whatever like, bro. fuck those kids mm -hmm. yeah. yeah or what shoes are you wearing you know all that like all the gucci well, like well, i don't give a shit about brands what am i even wearing right now this, this is a $7 t-shirt off Amazon, man. Got, I've never been more proud of anything. this shirt in Florence, Italy, speaking of. Damn. Oh, I didn't wear my Italian hat, but I wore my Italian shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing some Levi's right now, though. So, I guess it's branded. I think I've got some Old Navy. But this is the most hilarious, like, obviously slapped together outfit. <laughs> like, I have a duck's hat. But I feel like that's indicative of you. Like, you just don't... I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think life is... Is way more worth living when that's your attitude. Yeah, I don't, just like, don't give a fuck. It's so draining trying to please other it's, people. It's funny because my natural personality, like, I'm pretty loud and, like, very strong personality and talk a lot. But then I'm also so anxious. Like, in the moment, I'm like, I'm living. Ah, but then later I'll be like, oh, it's so embarrassing that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, they probably think I'm so fucking annoying. <laughs> so, like, I can say all this shit to you now and, like, live your truth. But, but inside... 20 minutes you're going to text me, like, Nick, I don't know. I'm I don't like, know about this. I'm sorry, this. dude. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so feeling annoying. some type of way now. I'm like, damn, I talk so much. And you're like, it's a podcast. That's the, that's the whole that's thing. That's the point. Yeah, you're in your environment now. <laughs> that's all part of it. I just never shut the fuck <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just think that's a rough way to live. And I think that's why I really think it's authenticity. Authenticity. I don't know why I said it like that. Authenticity that scares really people. Nailed yeah, I was like, oh, every syllable. <laughs> authenticity. <laughs> uh, I really think that's what scares people nowadays. And I, I think part of it is social media because if you don't fit that mold, people get uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think it's you're doing something that you're passionate about, which. I'm afraid that worries people too because mm -hmm. people have a weird desire to shit on people that are doing things they're not or doing things that they want to do, but they don't think they could. Yeah. So then they're just like, I'm going to fucking tear you down because 
Secretly, I want to do that, but I don't think I can, so... Like, have you ever... So, obviously, you want to be an artist, yeah. right? And do that. Have you ever told that to someone and they're like, oh, you should go get this job because it's much more... Oh, and I think, honestly, like, as a defense mechanism, I just started saying it myself because... People... Which, how fucking sad is that? Yeah. Like, and oh, then... that's a better life to give up on what you want to do to settle. I, I also kind of struggle with it, too, because I feel like just so much of how our society is structured would really corporatize and like just kind of bastardize my art so it's not wholly it's taking a step back from it as a career because of that but it's also kind of like a fear of if i make this my livelihood will i still love it um but also at the same time it's like i've never seen in my own life an example of that being able to happen anyway of somebody succeeding at their dream. Yeah. 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 So now I'm like, what even is my dream? Because like, I, I'm international studies and romance language major. I was passionate about that too. So it's kind of like, I want to do everything. I don't want to specialize. Like, I would like to, you know, do a little something on the side, do a little art on the side. Like, I don't want to pick one thing and stick to it. Like, I, in college, I spoke three languages. I don't know how to speak Italian anymore, but my Spanish is pretty good. So, like, language learning is something I really love. So, I think what I'm... Oh my god! <laughs> I talk with my hands so much, I'm like punching. You're telling me I'm always doing stuff. <laughs> like, I watch back the video and I'm like, Geez, "Well, your mic's like off to your side. <laughs> I keep fucking judo kicking this shit." But <laughs> you're just testing out the stand, making sure and it's I, I'm solid. Just, I never realize how fidgety I am until I'm in constraints. I keep mm. like kicking the table, like punching the mic. <laughs> like, damn girl, chill out. But I just like I'm worried. Just for me, kind of limiting myself in any way, even though art is like the main thing I like to do. If it's the only thing I have time to do, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to hate it. Like, I, yeah. I, I can just see myself becoming really resentful. So I would like to find a way to like have a little side hustle, which is kind of what I'm already doing. But if it would make me a little more money, that'd be cool. Yeah, there's no harm <laughs> in that, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is how many people actually succeed at their dreams. Yeah. And that's the weird one is when you tell somebody like, oh, man, I want to do this someday. And they're like, oh, don't do that. Like, do this instead. A lot of it is luck, too. I don't know how I feel about that. Really? People say that, yeah. I that's how I feel at least. I think it's luck. I think luck plays into life for sure. Yeah. Like there's some aspect where luck comes in, but I think I want to believe that having talent and just being undeniable will get you there. Yeah. Like I want to believe that. I, it'll get me somewhere, I think. But I also am just like fucking jaded. I think I'm like whatever. Like, because <laughs> uh, especially after like going to college, and I'm like, this is my way out. And then I graduated, I'm like. Man, that generational po- poverty has hands. Fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Because um, for me, it's upsetting because there's a lot of people who aspire to be artists and they have, like, parents to subsidize their art. And I'm like, yeah, I don't got that shit. I got to figure it out. So, like, maybe someone on Instagram will discover me and adopt me. I don't <laughs> fucking know. <laughs> like, so from my perspective. Some rich European family. Yeah, take you back please, to please. I would love that. From my perspective, it's like, I got to get fucking lucky at something for this to work out for me. Otherwise, I'm going to be slinging tacos at various different establishments. <laughs> Hopefully better ones. My coworker just texted me, actually, oh, no. when oh, I was in no. the bathroom and said, like, I won't say his name. I probably shouldn't slander him because he'll come for me but <laughs> my boss was like i just fired someone to, to her like right when she got off he's like i just fired someone and i i talked to them so many times they didn't listen to me and i'm like huh when about what so basically the big point of contention is i don't know if i said this earlier but the new girl i was like opening with her and i went to take the delivery 
and he told me like don't leave the new girl alone and i was like okay cool but then like a week had passed she he scheduled her for an opening shift alone so she was opening by herself so when she was opening with me i thought it would be fine to take a delivery um which seems reasonable if she opened by herself it's fucking not a big deal and so i didn't realize that him saying don't leave the new girl alone wasn't was forever because he he was very vague it was one sentence and then he is going around saying that he talked to me multiple times and I ignored him. And I'm like, you said the most vague thing ever. I simply misunderstood you. You didn't put me on probation. You didn't give me a warning. You didn't have like sit me down and actually have a conversation with me. I just didn't understand what you meant. Like a very easy misunderstanding to have. And you immediately fired me. Like that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. And while he was firing me, his word for word was like, you're you're intelligent and you're a leader and a great employee and i expected better from you jesus and i'm like okay dick face like why didn't you just <laughs> fucking sit down and have a conversation with me so i knew what the fuck you meant by your i wish you would have said that i, I wish you would have said that i actually i sent him a text and i was like i just wanted to say thank you so much for the opportunity and i really hope that you have the best success in your business but then right after that i convinced my coworkers to quit so <laughs> i told the two new girls to quit and they were like i should i'm gonna go back to doing door <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just sounds like a shitty boss is the problem yeah do you think he'll see this <laughs> probably not but i, mean, I wish he would it doesn't seem like it's in i mean to be to be fair i was talking bad shit about him and he has like security cameras he listens in like he'll sit in the back office all day and he'll listen in on all our conversations he'll listen in on all the phone calls he like has all these secret expectations that he won't tell you about. He won't. He doesn't like sit and try to talk. Like if, if you're having a performance issue, ex- example, because I just got fired, he won't explain it to you in detail. You can't have a conversation about it. He'll just fucking fire you and talk shit about you to your coworkers. Like my first week working there, he was talking shit about my coworker to me, like who'd been working there for over a year, like constantly talking shit about her. <laughs> yeah that should have been a fucking red yeah, you flag should be like, oh you know what? i think i'm okay i was just like okay <laughs> um whatever fuck you <laughs> yeah that just sounds like a shit i'm spot. just so mad like i want to spray paint his building but i won't because i'm a respectable citizen <laughs> <laughs> yeah disclaimer so if there's spray paint on it <laughs> if somebody does yeah. spray paint it i'm gonna be in a fucking i just hope that doesn't happen it'd be fucking shitty because it, it straight up wasn't me i swear to god i just said it like as a in a moment of frustration but what i did say what this is really funny i kind of summoned this upon myself what i did say is like he can probably hear me talking shit on the security cameras right now and he's gonna fire me but if he does i don't care you said that before <laughs> word, for <laughs> word, word for word called it and i believe in my heart that's really why he fired me i would imagine because like if this was like that big of a deal he would have talked to me about yeah. it and like he just heard me talking shit and then he made it he's like oh fuck now i also I like do this. i i have ptsd so i get panic attacks like it's like a literal disability it's not my control but he said to me well you uh said to someone once that you made a comment that you like taking deliveries because it helps you calm down so if uh, you get in an accident by chance and you happen to have said that it's an insurance liability because you're driving while you're unsafe to drive and i'm like that's discrimination i said that because it's nice because i'm alone and i have to listen to music 
and it's really overstimulating to be in a business where the phone's always ringing and your boss is annoying. And <laughs> and if it's calming you down, that seems like that would be a benefit for him. And he just is so full. He's so far up his own ass. He was like, well, when you took that delivery and left the new girl alone, like, I was thinking, like, were you having a breakdown? Oh, God. I was like, fuck you, dude. I took that because she had to leave. She had to clock out and I could take it faster. So I tried to get it over with so she could leave on time. Oh, she wasn't even on the clock? She was two, 15 minutes late after that, and I didn't want her to be out driving while she... Like, I was just trying to be nice to my coworker. Like, yeah. straight... Like, genuinely, I tend to lie sometimes. <laughs> just when I'm mad and, like, trying to lie my way out of trouble. I don't have a reason to do that right now. <laughs> that is actually what happened. I was trying to be nice because she's worked there for, like, a week, and I didn't want her to, like, have to stay super late. Because if she had taken it, she would have gotten off at, like, 2.45. I got her off at, like, 2.15. Yeah. I was just trying to be uh, that's also such a stupid reason to fire. Even if your employee is talking shit about you, like, talk to them about it. Yeah, that's just somebody who's not a good boss. Yeah. And, like, obviously, if we have that many, like, if all your employees fucking hate you. It's kind of a sign. And, yeah, it's kind yeah. of a you problem, yeah, dude. Yeah, kind of a sign. But I've always had a fucking loud mouth. I never learned how to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll, I'll be a good sport about it. I'm like, you know, I know why you really fired me. And that's fair. <laughs> but the bullshit reason you gave me makes me mad. Yeah. People don't like being honest. But I did say that word for word, to be fair. To, be, to be fair. <laughs> I said he could fucking fire me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and he heard me. That's so he funny. He probably was like reviewing the tapes. He, probably he, he was like. Just pl- constantly played it back. Fucking literally. staring at the screen. Like, I was like, I fucking hate this guy. Like, I'm such a dumbass. I hate him. Like, he probably heard me. <laughs> so I'm not like. You know, I'll be a good support. He also was cool about it. He, like, set it up so I can get unemployment. So. Okay. So, like, whatever, Dick, man. but at least there's I'm that. like, you're kind of a slimy, shady cock, and I hate you, but <laughs> whatever. We're cool, I guess. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> In solidarity, I'm not even there anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm yeah. literally <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. I've told everyone I know. Boy, God, <laughs> Just don't eat The there. food's not that good anyway. And he charges, he like overcharges people on purpose. He would try to um, get us to like overcharge people. Like we have different sizes of guacamole and he wants you to like ask people on the phone. Cause half the time, if you ask them like, oh, do you want some guacamole? Then they'll say yes. And so he would make us like opt to give them the biggest, most expensive size. Mm. And our drinks, we sell like jaritos for like four ninety five, and you can get those for 80 cents at Winco. We sell them for five fucking God dollars. Damn. Yeah. Talk about a markup. Jesus, like, for real. <laughs> Is it slander if it's the truth? <laughs> I don't think so. It's a podcast. Who's I mean, I've already got fired, so what the fuck? Who fucking cares? Yeah, what's he going to do? What Call you up to... be like, you have to stop talking about us. Maybe he'll cease and desist me. That'd be cool. You could frame that. That would be a new one. Yeah. But, like, whatever. I don't think his restaurant competitors are going to be watching this. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, he's not going to see it. He's not going to see it. <laughs> now I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, there's that loud mouth again. <laughs> we got to keep this under wraps thing. <laughs> That's so... People suck. No, he's a... Sometimes I also suck. like saw a Craigslist ad for my job and he's paying them more. It was like 16 an hour now. I was paying... He's paying me 15. So everyone knew he's hired since me. He's been paying more. He's a slime ball, dude. Yeah. Fuck that guy. That Everybody sucks. on this podcast, oh, we God. hate Ezra. <laughs> boy, God, Ezra. <laughs> I 
I would laugh so hard if he just like his business just dropped. He's like gonna email you like everyone. Um, I need you to pull this episode. I'd be like, sorry, man, I don't. I don't Go leave a bad review. Yeah, I don't have any control over that. It's out in the ether. He also now. like one of the chefs quit because we're always super understaffed and he overworks his employees. Um, and she quit because she's by herself all day and she's super stressed out and she's like, fuck this. And I was like, honestly, yeah. But then he went around telling everybody she was crazy. But I would have went to if I was her. I was about to, honestly, anyway. <laughs> but um, And we had one chef, who was his sister, working seven days a week, literally every fucking day, because he hadn't had a new person. And then he sent out, like, 13,000 flyers to the surrounding citizens of Eureka for his, like, fucking dollar tacos or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and so we got hella fucking stupidly slammed busy with one cook. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> it's like, bro, like... What kind of business practices are you engaged? Like, this isn't good business practices. Yeah, that's not good for the employees. It's Come not on. cool. And he's like, well, and he, all the shit he said to me and like setting me up for unemployment is like, it was nice, I guess, but it's just bullshit to save face. You're just mad that I talk shit about you. But he talks shit about all of us constantly. So who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, some people condition they can't take it. Clearly he can't. Um, that's a thing. But I did talk a lot of shit. I will own up to that. I talked a whole lot of shit. I bet it was pretty funny though. I, all the new girls were like, <laughs> like, what is it like here? And like, when when they were around, I'd be like, oh my god! But then when they left, I'd be like, it fucking sucks. I fucking leave. Quit. Just start running. Don't come but back. But then like, I didn't have to do that much work because he made them uncomfortable before I even said anything. So. Oh yeah, the telling somebody, oh, you need to wear tighter clothing. That's really, that's a fucking weird ass thing really to say. And he also made the comment like one of the our like the male staff wears like baggy clothes. You always see his ass crack. And he was like, well, so-and-so wears baggy clothes, but he's a boy, so it's different. And I'm like, do you realize all the fucking weird, like, you're discriminating against me for my disability. You're sexually harassing this girl because she's a girl and she's not allowed to wear baggy clothes. Like, what do you want from us? That's just uncomfortable. (laughs) There was, I can't think of the restaurant. There was a restaurant in Fortuna somebody was telling me about that used to work there. And they had, like, a dress code for the girls. And it was, like, low-cut tops. It had to be a low-cut uh-uh. top. It had to be tight clothes. And I was like, what? Like, he it's explicitly said that? And they're fuck. like, yeah. Like, this is... If it wasn't low enough, he'd write you up or tell you, hey, you need to change. That's like, slimy, slimy shit like that. Fuck. It's just gross. And, like, I... It's not even necessarily, like, a feminist statement. It's more, it's like... It's just gross. Personally, for me, I don't like being fucking told what to do. <laughs> well, it's just, like, why... Why... I get, like, if you want them to wear all black... Or like where, but like your tits have to be out as a company rule. It's weird. <laughs> it's, it's gross weird. and icky, and I just hate when stuff is like super gendered like that, and like people are just like, make, "What is happening?" My, I just got this mic stand. I literally, <laughs> I wasn't gonna set it up, and then you were texting me, and you're like, "Hey, I should, I'm just gonna be a few minutes late." And I was like, "Oh, perfect! I'm gonna set up this new mic stand." I haven't quite figured Dude, it out. Dude, I was yet, so mobbing I'm like, <laughs> my ass down Harris. I was like super sweaty. It's like, what time is it? Where am I? <laughs> Because oh, that God. I was like going up that big hill. I think I was like on the corner of like Dor- Dolbeer and Harris. Wow, I can't talk. Dolbeer and Harris when I texted you. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I like, just mobbed up that hill. Like, Give me a little bit, dude. I'll be, I'll be there. I was, no, I was like, no worries. I'm already. I made chilling. it there in like five minutes. Yeah. I was like, Damn, I'm flying. Yeah, I was just enough time. I literally just finished setting this up before you walked, and I was gonna try to read the instructions to be like, okay, how do I? I also get was everything like, working? I guess I'll just knock. I I have this irrational fear of like even when I have every indication that I'm at the right place, like. I, they could not possibly not be the right place. I'm always like, what if it is? Yeah, what if I just walk into somebody's because house? Because one time in high school, oh no, I did that. I was going to my friend's house that I had been to before, and I walked into the, their neighbor's house on accident. 
the wrong fucking house. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and it was so humiliating and horrible that I am really paranoid about that now. Did you run into them? The guy was sitting on the couch and he was like, he jumped off the couch and he was like, wrong house. <laughs> and he jumped up and ran to the door and like slammed it in my face. And I was like, I'm you just wa- you just walked straight in. I don't think I'm very threatening looking. You're not. Like I'm at that time I was like seven. I had no tattoos. So like the only thing that maybe makes me look threatening is because I have like a bunch of tattoos now. But I was like a 17 year old girl. What am I going to do to you? <laughs> like cool. Was it. the door open? No. you. It just, was unlocked. And you just opened it and walked in. <laughs> I mean. <it's, laughs> That's was, my new fear now. Thanks for that. It was. It happened to me in real life, and I am now so stressed out about it that I'm like, fuck. So it was really an act of bravery that I just walked up and knocked, because normally <laughs> I would be like, can you come get me? I know you were like right at the door, and I was like, that's why I leave it open, is so people can walk in, and you're like, hey! And I was like, oh, come in! I, uh, embarrassing story, my first day at this college I went to down in Sac, I was trying to get my lay of the land of the campus, you know? And it was like in between classes i think i had just finished one up and was walking to another one and i was trying to find a bathroom and so i asked somebody and they're like oh yeah it's right around this corner right so i rounded the corner and it was literally like right around the corner and so i just walked in and it was a girl's bathroom Ugh. and i i see a girl standing at the sink like i walked right in just breached the doorway saw her at the sink she starts to turn to look at the door i turned around <laughs> spun out and left the building i was like nope you did it though that's not happening i know so you i was escaped. like who does that like i have definitely walked into the men's room <clears throat> when i was a kid but i looked like a boy until i was like 13 so I what i feel like if a girl goes into the boys room like it's, it's different it's yeah. just like oh sorry yeah. miss. if a guy walks in it's like out. oh you mother what are you yeah. doing you pervert and you're i was like i'm fucking i just transferred here you're about to get your ass beat. yeah if i, I was... walk into the men's bathroom people are gonna be like What's going on? Yeah, what the fuck? They probably wouldn't even care. They just look over and be like, "But you, you're gonna incur some violence." Yeah, I spun out of there so quick. I was, (laughs) my face was probably bright red. I was like, "I guess nope, not going to the bathroom now." We're just going to class. That's super funny. Yeah, hilarious. Scarring moments, scarring moments for sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm. I I'm just like like I'm an intelligent person. I'm pretty personable. Like I know how to act in public, but sometimes, man, like when I'm getting on this bike. I'm making a mockery of myself because I can't get the peg to go up and then the the pedals and I'm like wobbling <laughs> on it. Like I just look like a fool. I I get really like easily like socially hyper conscious of myself. I'm just look like I'm just a fucking goober. Dude. I get that way in banks. That's the worst <laughs> for me. Yeah, when I walk into a bank and like I'm waiting in line, for some reason I feel like a criminal. Like I think, oh, they're gonna think I'm gonna rob the place or something. I get like that, really I've uncomfortable never in banks. Heard yeah, of that in I don't my know life. why. And you walk in and all the tellers look at you when you walk in and I'm like, what did I? You don't look... I wouldn't peg you as a bank robber type. Every, well, apparently I am. Just Every time dude, I walk in, I get really... I'm like, can we speed that? I do it all online now because I'm like, I don't want to fucking Just go a to, dude. Yeah, just <laughs> not trying to go to the bank. And it's only at the bank. I don't know. Maybe secretly I want to rob a bank. And so I'm just that like is hilarious. projecting Like, that. I've heard of, like, weird, like, intrusive thoughts, but I've never heard of, like, being nervous at, at the a bank. bank. At <laughs> <laughs> like a bank. At a bank. Specifically at Coast Central Credit Union. Yep. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of when I said that. <laughs> Specifically, the one over on uh, Harris makes me very uncomfortable. The one by Winco? No, the one... Uh, oh is God, the one is by it Winco Harris? still? There's one by, uh, by Stars. Mm, yep. That one's the one that I would go to. I just, I, I lived here. I haven't lived here since I was twelve, but it hasn't changed that much. No, so it's like I, it's super trippy actually, especially on a bike because I used to ride that bike everywhere. I lived on like by St. Joe's, like on Rust Street. 
when I went to Cutton and I had to like ride my bike over there the other day and I was like, this is so fucking weird, dude. Cause it's Blast from the past. literally, and it, I'll just get like these deep memories coming back all the time. And I'm like, holy shit. It's kind of cool. Like I never thought I would like want to live in Eureka on purpose, but honestly it's like, you like it. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like super fun. And like, I get to like remember all these funny memories of myself, like me and one of my friends in high school or high school and literally elementary school. We went to like a Bofford tournament one time, like the fifth grade, which is like where people like LARP at Sequoia Park. Oh, God, I remember that. <laughs> oh, and they get decked out and have like foam swords and shields. It was me and Isabella Montavani. Do you remember them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We went to Dollar Tree and got these, like, baseball bats and wrapped them in, like, pool noodles and tape. And we went and tried to, like, join these grown men in their, like, LARPing battle. And Did they, they let you in? They Yes. And they killed us mercilessly. Oh. <laughs> he, I remember this one guy whacked me. He's, like, probably, like, a 19-year-old dude. Or, like, older. I don't know. He had a full beard, I think. And you guys are in sixth grade. I was, I was like, 11. I was, like, 11 years old. I was an 11-year-old girl. And he was like, I hit you. You're dead. I was like, bro, come on. <laughs> Give me a fair shot. It's not a fucking joke to them. We both got... Oh, no. They're dead serious about it. They don't care if yeah. you're, like, literally in fifth grade. You can grade. be a toddler. And they're going <laughs> to gonna... whop you on the head. <laughs> and he was like, you're dead. You need to lay down. And I was like, damn. this. I had. I was so hyped for this, and this sucked. <laughs> Just laying down the whole time. I keep dying. <laughs> yeah. That is a really funny memory. I used to... Um, my aunt had a motorcycle back in the day. I used to live with her. And she had this bright yellow, like, bumblebee from Transformers motorcycle helmet. And I would wear that. And I would have, like, basketball shorts and a t-shirt on. And I would just bomb down the Boone Street Hill. Oh, that's intense. In, like, fourth grade. On your bike or on your longboard? On my bike. Oh, oh longboard, okay. hell no. <laughs> Definitely on a bike. But still, even on a bike. Yeah. I, would, I don't think I would do that now. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't have done that then. Yeah. Like, I was a ballsy-ass kid. I, like, I was a little rascal. I'm In fifth grade, I, like, punched my classmate in the sternum. Just for fun? Yeah. No. We should... <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't really think, yeah. I didn't really think about what I you said. I just wanted to see what would happen. I like to tell the story backwards. I always start with like, oh, she. I punched her in the sternum, but she pulled my hair. Um, okay, fair. But she pulled my hair because I stole her water bottle for no reason. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I like the little build up there. It all. It's like it's you're an asshole, but oh, it's you were retaliating, but no, you're just yeah. <laughs> and he goes back. Okay, that makes sense. I just talked to her recently, actually. I was like, sorry, I punched you in the heart. She's like, it's cool. We should get coffee sometime. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bonded over really, that moment. really interesting coming back here, like how like quickly I was like accepted by all my old Cutton people. <laughs> They're just like, hey. I feel like Cutton, we, like we were a close knit group. Like even though like all of us didn't, weren't super close, like we all knew each other. We weren't even in the same class. Yeah. I don't know how that ended up happening. Sixth grade is actually the year I went to the state spelling bee. So I was like a little local celeb. Really? Yeah, I went to the California State Spelling Bee that year. Damn. I have a signed certificate by Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No shit. Because <laughs> it was when he was the governor. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> that's like the perfect timing. Yeah, it was awesome. It's like, thank you for your participation. Signed, the governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe I have this. It was also race car themed. Oh. I don't know why. Like The I, spelling bee. It, it didn't strike me as weird until I was an adult, like, looking at old pictures. What and was I'm, that? Like, there was, like, a big cardboard cutout of Danica Patrick. <laughs> I'm like, and the, this, this, like, the podium was, like, a little race car bed. <laughs> that is so weird. That, like, why race cars? I don't know. It, like, wrapped around the, the mic, and then all of our little, like, name tags were, like, the, the black and white checkered flag. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why. 
the word I got out on was erudite. Can you spell that? Nope. Not even going to try. <laughs> I, will, I will never forget. I think how I spelled it at the time was A-R-I-O-D-Y-T-E, but it's actually E-R-U-D-I-T-E. Oh. Erudite. It's a scholar. Yeah, I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> I was thinking, what is that? Like the Divergent series? Aren't there like erudite? Maybe. That's, that's what my mind went to. Like, Where have I heard that? It's been a minute since I read any yeah. of those. But it's yeah, that's like a scholar okay. that studies things. I will remember that till I fucking die. Because that was a moment of great shame in my adolescence. How far did you make it? Um, I think I was like 16th out of like 60 people. That's pretty damn good. So I made it like four rounds. Erudite. Took me down. Knocked you out. I was like, shit. I remember my winning word at Cutting, like the school spelling bee, was uh, broccoli. No shit. <laughs> B-R-O-C-C-O-L-I. <laughs> Crowning moment. And then I had to, after the spelling bee, the whole saga, I remember being in class and I went up to Mr. Nelson and I was like, like really discreet. I was like, how do you spell business? He roasted me in front of the whole class. After you he won was like, the Cutting spelling bee. You're asking me how to spell something? <laughs> you see what I'm struggling with right Do you have like tape or this something? This is my life. I think it's a tension thing. Actually, I think it's this one. Yeah, but my teacher roasted me in front of the whole class. I mean, how could you not, though? That would have been, like, a wasted opportunity. He, like, stood up in front of the whole class and was like, did you hear her? She just asked me how to spell business. This is our spelling bee champ. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It's it's confusing word. I'm like, B-U-I-S. No, that's not right. B-U-S-I. <laughs> and I do remember, though, I kind of deserved it because we always used to make fun of him for being bald. I don't know if you remember this. I feel like this was like the entire sixth grade did this. But on his 50th birthday, we all came up, came to school all wearing all black because he was over the hill. Uh, I feel like I feel like I don't, Mitchell I don't helped organize that. Probably. That's so funny. We it was, he turned 50 in the whole sixth grade. That's so messed up. Came to school <laughs> wearing all black. <laughs> I think he, still, he just shows up. He's like, oh. He's like, what the hell? Okay, guys, thanks. He was thanks for that one. I would have died laughing. That's hilarious. I think he still works there. I kind of want to. Does like, he really? I kind of want to go say what's up to him sometime. But it's probably a pandemic violation. Be like, hey, Nelson, remember me? I actually, How do you spell business? <laughs> I wonder if he remembers that. I have to ask him. I wonder if I call them and be like, can I come say hi to Mr. Nelson? Okay, something crazy, though. I was working at the duck store, like the U of O campus paraphernalia store. And this lady comes up to me, and she, I mean, she's super familiar. And I was like, this is such a weird question. Do you work at Cutton Elementary School in Eureka, California? And she's like, yeah. It was fucking Mrs. Mitchell. No shit. She came to the duck store, and I was like, I know you. And she's like, I remember you just spelling bee girl. <laughs> she's like, I have to go tell Mr. Nelson. This is so cool. Oh, like, how funny is that? I was in college at the time. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was crazy. Wow. Probably what? Just out there to catch a Ducks game. Yeah, she's a big Ducks fan. Oh, shit. Let's go Ducks. <laughs> how funny is that? Yeah, it was wild. I wonder how many of them still work there from when we were kids. Yeah, I think she, I mean, as of I think two years ago. Mitch, I think she still works there. But that's a long time to work somewhere. I know. Like, as a member of our generation, I cannot fathom that. <laughs> working, that freaks me out, working yeah. Working somewhere for that long. Or, like, I think Nelsie's still over there. I love that guy. The idea of working a desk job freaks me out. Being a teacher, I can understand a little better. Yeah. But I just am not a... I don't mean you get summers off, which yeah. kind of helps. But you get paid, like... Dirt, yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't help. I just, at this point in my life, I don't know. I'm like, feel so commitment phobic to anything that I'm like, I cannot sign on for a career right now. Yeah. Because what if I don't like it? I just am so flighty. Like, I've, I've literally moved every fucking like 
two to four months for the last like year and a half. You think you're going to stay here for a bit? Yeah. I think now is when I'm like, I think all the moving is not helping. We're going to post up in Stinkyville for a little time. See what happens. <laughs> Although like the bike rides have been very wholesome. <laughs> Therapeutic. Actually. Yeah. Especially when it's somewhere like specifically like close to where I used to live as a kid. I'm like, this is rad. I like, I feel alive. I mean, I think the first time I went on the bike ride, it was like, I was so shocked by how much fun it was. I think I teared up. I was like, this really? Is, this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> it was kind of emotional too because um, moving away was pretty traumatic for me. Like I grew up here. You know, yeah. my friends, were, I didn't really have time to say bye to anybody. I just kind of disappeared. And at that age. Mm-hmm. So now it's like I'm an adult, and I but I can come back and like kind of remember what it was like to be a kid and like recapture that feeling um, in a different way, obviously. But it's kind of like it's corny, but it's kind of magical. I'm like, yeah. It's like riding my bike down here. It's a great time. That's cool, though. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, riding your bike, like, that that's what kids that's, do. Like, it ties right is, into it. It's like a staple of elementary school. Yeah. And so being able to do it now, like, as an adult, kind of, it's it helps take me out of the funk of, like, post-grad. And it's like, I'm just a creature riding my riding bike. Riding a bike. Yeah. <laughs> on a rock flying through space. Yes, exactly. So, like, all the shit that is, seems so big and important actually doesn't matter because it's just me and my bike. <laughs> do you remember Camelia Segetti? Yes. Her and I, and there was this other girl who loved horses. Like we, <laughs> uh, that's all I remember about it was she just loved, like, she would not stop talking about horses, loved them. And I think she was only at Cutting for, like, a year or something. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, she hung out with us. And the three of us would go ride bikes. Really? Yeah. Which is weird because, like, me and Camelia didn't really hang out, like, in school That's or an anything. interesting family yeah, group she, of people. <laughs> she, she lived, like, four houses away from me growing up. And so we would just go, I don't know how the horse girl came into the picture. I don't know where. She just like showed up one day and we all started riding bikes together. But we would just go ride bikes around. The, like, that's what kids do. I don't I, I don't know if kids today are still doing that, though. I don't, I don't know if bikes so. are. I feel like it's harder to just like randomly pick up people and go do activities yeah. with them. They don't just pop up anymore. It's like, it, it, oh, I found you on social media. I wish that still happened. I miss that kind of vibe where it like, didn't matter. It yeah. wasn't like, do you fit my aesthetic? It was like, you got a bike? I got a bike? Let's fucking go. Let's go. <laughs> I do remember though, I was like a weird, like grungy kid, and I had this like this gross jacket I would ever I would wear every day, and I think it was like, what's his name, like Dylan Weimer or something. Yeah. He we had to like switch seats to do like this partner activity, and he was sitting in my seat, and my jacket was there. I remember vividly him like going like this. Ew. <laughs> like, <laughs> on the ground. Dick. <laughs> Like, fuck you, bro. I can, I can kick your ass. Little football. You could have. <laughs> little football fucker. <laughs> so it's, it's really oh. funny because all these people are like, I moved away so long ago. They're like figments of my mind. It's including you. They're yeah. like imaginary. So then I come back and we're all like, like grown They up. exist. Like what? Especially now that I, I didn't like get the middle phase of like when we all were like going through puberty and shit. It's like you were in sixth grade and now you're an adult. What's up? <laughs> it's fucking weird. Because I uh, remember yeah. all these people <laughs> yeah. really well. I'll like... I don't know if they recognize me, but I'll like see them around. Or when I was at Esmeralda's, I would see them like people here and there. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, I would just, I went to elementary school with you. And they're like, okay, bitch. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's weird, right? Growing up, I still feel like a little kid. I do not. You said adult. I'm like, that's not me. Like, mm. I don't feel that way either. Yeah. I also still look like I'm 18, so it kind of, like, plays in. Yeah, you do look young. You, you can pass. You can yeah. pass for sure. Yeah, um, which is kind of irritating sometimes, but 
it's whatever. It's like I just get carded a little more. I was gonna say you probably get ID'd a lot. I get I, like I'm like you have to ID me. I look 16. That's yeah. what I always say to the waitresses. <laughs> but I was when I was back in Beaverton, I was taking a kickboxing class and oh that's cool. I know I miss it. It was super fun. Uh, but it's like I don't have a car, so I can't go to kickboxing. Right I, now. Do we have any kickboxing? I know we have might a lot be one of a couple of martial arts schools. There's like the school of combat in Arcata. There's like a I think there's like. Like a Muay Thai one on Fortuna. There's a few. There's a couple of things, but I'm poor and I don't have a car, so let's. I'm putting that off. For yeah, I think time. those memberships are kind of spendy. Kind of pricey. Yeah, it was like a good like two hundred when I was doing it. Maybe like one ninety a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Jesus. Because I was doing MMA and kickboxing, but it's so fucking fun. That's bad. It was so fun. That's badass. So um, technically, I'm a yellow belt in MMA. Okay. <laughs> were I'm, you doing gi or no gi? With a gi. Oh damn. I still have my gi because I'm like I'm like I paid money for this. I'm yeah. Gonna keep it. I should wear that for Halloween. That would be badass. That'd be super. That would funny. be badass. That just that just struck me. <laughs> <laughs> Because I still have, like, I will, so I left. I had to move, like, very suddenly. It was a very impulsive decision. I had, like, a week's notice, and I was like, fuck it. Down here? Mm Mm-hmm. And I was going to get my yellow belt, like, the next day. So I I count myself as a yellow belt, even though I technically didn't get it. But the only difference between me being a yellow belt and me not being a yellow belt is paying 50 bucks because I did the amount of classes I needed to do. So I'm going to, like, fucking wear my gi and my white belt. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a Halloween party. <laughs> is it like a? Were you doing like a set training schedule where like you had to take a certain amount of classes to get well, there? Well, because I was a beginner and they didn't have adult classes because of the pandemic. They had all ages classes, so I was taking it with like literal eight year old kids, mm. which was hilarious because they would come up to me and be like, "How old are you?" I'd be like, "Fucking old." <laughs> they're, I think the oldest besides me was like maybe fourteen. Oh wow! But some of them were like actually like six. Oh shit. <laughs> So I was like just a full grown. You're in there just fucking tearing it up. Full grown bitch up in there. I'm like, kill me. Like, let's fucking go, <laughs> Timmy. Give me all you got. I, there was like this one little boy. We had to. He got in trouble because he was talking too much. And, he, and the coach was like, "I'll put you in the big kid line." <laughs> he was like, because he was playing too much with his little like eight year old buddy, and he he had to stand next to me. And I saw him out of the corner of my eye, like slowly scoot away. They all thought I was fucking weird. Oh, <laughs> but I did have a couple times where where kids would be like. You're older than my sister. <laughs> my mom's 27. Like... <laughs> Were you doing a BJJ? No, it was uh, MMA. So it's like kicking, punching kind of thing. BJJ is more like on the ground. Yeah. Mostly. Oh, so you guys were doing some more stand up. Yeah. MMA is, it's mixed martial arts. So it's a little bit of everything. BJJ is more like specialized. Yeah. It's, it's a little more like takedowns, tackling shit. I did a, I did BJJ and Muay Thai Muay Thai is so little bit. fucking oh, it's cool. Legit. I did that like for eight months in high school. Maybe not even that long. Maybe like I wish months. I did it longer. But one of these it's days, so much fun. When I get back, it's also like so. It's such a good workout. It's such good cardio. It's so good for like just your self discipline, and it's just like you feel like a fucking badass too. And you feel good after, like you feel drained, but in a good. Oh way. yeah, it was awesome. I yeah. loved it. It was so cool. After the first day, I went. Um, the warm up. I threw up after the warm up, bro. And I was like, "Oh, it's, this shit's gonna no be intense." Joke. I was like, "This is not because I threw up on her." Fl- it was like this personal trainer lady, and she was doing it out of her garage. And I threw like, you know, we did it, and I threw up, and I'm sitting there, and she goes into the house and grabs a towel. I was like, toss it to me, so I cleaned it up, and she's like, "Okay, let's." That's the warm up. Let's keep going. And I was like, "Oh, what the?" 
<laughs> what did Mine I do? Wasn't quite yeah, that what hardcore. did I do? That's a little next level. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna die here. <laughs> yeah, that's. What's I was happen. on the rowing team in college. It was just a club team, so don't get too excited. Oh, okay. But I was on the rowing cool. team in college because for some reason OSU has like an actual like, you know, like district school funded team. We just had a, a club team. I don't mm-hmm. know why U of O didn't choose to fund it, but. Um, it was like walk on. You could just go show up and try it out, and they just you could do whatever. That's a great workout. Oh my god! But the problem with that is like they wanted to perform like a D one team, but they didn't really have the like the medical team or the coaching or the equipment to do so. <clears throat> it could have been really cool if they just embraced that they were a club team and like been that. But they would like just try to push you way too hard. Like this one girl. She thought she was hot shit because both her parents are Olympians and she's from New York. I'm like, whatever. We get it. But she went so hard. This was just during training. This wasn't a race. She went so hard on, like, one of the fitness tests that she tore her hip flexor in half. Whoa. So it's like, I like working out, but not that much. I'm not that. Yeah, you're like, this is not. This is not my show. I'm not that kind of bitch, but I got fucking jacked, though. (laughs) It's such a good workout. Yeah. Like, even just the rowing machine Mm -hmm. is ridiculous. It's, it's like, such insane cardio, but it is, like, really mind-numbing. It's All you do is use the rowing machine until, like, through the whole winter, because the season's in the spring, you just, you just row on the rowing machine for, like, two hours a day every morning are, you, are they doing are they having you guys do any lifting or anything we or did a little bit later on but it was primarily like Rowing. just the erg. um i i have like back problems to this day from, from that, that? and i shit. didn't even race like i quit before race season because i was like this is fucking killing me <laughs> i had to do like physical therapy and then my physical therapist hit on me <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if he was hitting on me, but one thing I've learned as I got older, if if you're a girl and you think someone's hitting on you, you're almost Pretty good chance. 98% of the time you're correct. <laughs> but he like, I had to like get, he had to like stretch out my hamstrings because it was causing strain in my lower back. He just would say weird shit to me. Like he was, I was doing these assigned stretches and he was like standing there watching and he's like, you have strong trunks, like a ballerina. <laughs> I was like, so you just attract crazy a little bit is the feeling I'm getting. I was just having this yeah. conversation with someone. Is Even if people are like normal in most contexts, they will go crazy on me. Mm-hmm. Fucking weird shit. I'm like, I don't know what it is. Whatever vibe you're putting out. Me and my siblings have kind of the same thing happen to us, though. So it makes me feel a little better. It's just like the series of unfortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh my, my brother, God. his roommates are kicking him out. I just got fired. Like, <laughs> Just a shit show. It's always been. But, you know, we keep kicking, I guess. <laughs> That's the important part. You got to just keep. Yeah, but this PT, like, he was wearing a wedding ring the first time. So I was like, this is just in my... I'm just being facetious. Like, I'm being uh, oh, and then conceited, he wasn't the I mean. And then he wasn't. And then he said that weird, like... Oh, you're so flexible. You got some strong trunks. What does that <laughs> even mean? That? Like, your trunk is this. Yeah. Because I, that was when I was on the rowing team, so my quads were, like, meaty Jacked. as fuck. And I was, like, I'm, you know, I'm pretty flexible whatever, but he's, like, strong trunks <laughs> like a ballerina. Those two things don't go together. Ballerinas are actually pretty jacked. Yeah, but it's like, in a weird way. I, I don't, I wouldn't consider. But I wouldn't say you have strong trunks. The phrase strong trunks. Yeah. To, to align with a ballerina. <laughs> also what a what weird thing to mean? say to your patient yeah especially when she's stretching that's yeah i was like mid stretch like ass in the air <laughs> you got a strong trunk and i was like thank you doctor please fuck off <laughs> he was probably like 28 he's pretty young but he's a goober i'm like yeah. maybe if you were hot <laughs> i didn't use the word trunk just kidding no i would not fuck my physical therapist <laughs> i'm surprised i wonder if deadlifts 
I would figure they'd have you guys do like back exercises, but I wonder if that just works. I think that we should have done, we did a little bit of it. We would do like little circuits, but I think we should have done way more because I think. Or the, something to build up the strength the reason, before you just go at it. Exactly. The reason I think I got a back injury is because my back muscles are not nearly strong enough to compete with my leg muscles. Yeah. And it would like tear up your hands and they, people took like great pride in like working out till you hurt yourself. And I was like, that's cool and all, but it's not, I'm not that type of person. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big thing, right? I'm all about pushing yourself to the edge, but you got to know when to recover. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to take that cuz you can just thrash your body and not make exactly. any progress. And I think <laughs> my problem is I, I will like pick up a new hobby and I'll go way too hard at it. Get and super I'll, obsessed. And then I'll burn out and everyone I did that with skateboarding. Like I at the beginning of the pandemic, I would skateboard like 2 hours a day. I learned how to front shove, pop shove, ollie backside 180 frontside 180 just did all the shit and now i'm like wow i did i, I did the most dude i'm fucking tired i tried to uh, i did a i think i was doing a frontside 180 and i fell off the board and landed so hard on my knee this was a long time ago it's been like several months to a year now i still cannot i don't have like full sensation back in my knee like i Oof. gave myself nerve damage and it's also the most frustrating and difficult sport ever and if you fall, you're going to break your skeletons. <laughs> and you take a lot of falls. Yes, That's the thing. Is it's like lot, mostly falling. And you hurt yourself every single time. And it takes so long to be even slightly okay at it. <laughs> so Jesus. I still like to do it sometimes, but. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with longboarding. Mainly because there's not as much falling. Yeah. So. I do fuck with the longboard. Yeah. It's just way more stable. And like that feeling of like just cruising around is like so That's nice. my vibe. Like yeah. we can just cruise. Like I don't need to be doing tricks. Like I'll just, we're just, we're but just going. it is pretty cool when you can do a trick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do anything crazy. Like, but you know, I could do a pretty clean pop I show. can't even ollie. My ollies got pretty decent at a certain point. At least like considering the rest of what I could do, like, I was pretty cool. <laughs> I did, um, I did a shove it in heels one time. I felt like a fucking Damn. the baddest bitch on the block. <laughs> it was like in my apartment at a house party. I did a fucking shove it. Party like, tricks. Fuck hey guys, watch what I can do. I did one in, I did an ollie and a shove it in combat boots like a week ago. Wow. I still got it. <laughs> okay. Just to, just to see if it was still there. Yeah. Not a pretty one, but it was effective. It technically checked the boxes. Damn. <laughs> yeah i can't do i can't do anything on a skateboard i kind of can i, I think mean, the last time i rode a skateboard was probably in sixth grade <laughs> it's, it's a so really like, easy yeah. sport to leave behind i think yeah it was for me it was like two weeks ago do you still longboard a lot not really no. now just because Biking. the roads in eureka are so ass it's i ha- i still have my board i i used to ride like four miles a day Oh wow! When the pandemic first started, I was jacked. I am not this bitch anymore. But I would, <laughs> I would like wake up in the morning, go on a run. I would then skateboard for two hours. I would then longboard four miles. I would go on a hike. I would do like a little home workout video, and then damn. But I kind of had to because I was so anxious. If I didn't do that, I couldn't sleep for two days. <laughs> but um, it was cool. I was like, dang, looking good. <laughs> but I could not sustain that level of activity. I also was like. I had nothing to fucking do. Yeah. And my friends were there, so a lot of time they would do it with me. And Eugene is like, it was in the spring, and Eugene is beautiful, and it's super accessible. It's really easy to get everywhere. But now it's like, if I have to go to the gym, I have to like walk down forever. Like, it takes so long. Yeah. And it's cold, and I don't feel and like it's it. It's cold. There's, That's the problem. It's, it's so, it's a lot cold. easier now to be like, nah. <laughs> I'll just stay in bed. Because when I was warm. Exactly. When I was in college, everything was just right there. So yeah. it was way easier to like be swole and. 
(laughs) Shredded. Shredded. I was like, damn. I was looking at pictures and I was like, wow, I'm butthurt. (laughs) What have I become? (laughs) Nicotine addiction. Unemployed. (laughs) Just vaping off this freaking. This stupid little. I feel like a seventh grader, dude. (laughs) It is a cool color. Like, it's cool. It looks weird. Like, it's the shape of it. It's a little suggestive. Yeah, it's a little off, but. It's cool blue. <laughs> it's I'll funny. give it that. Yeah. It'll probably be dead in three days because. Do you have to charge those? No, you have to buy a new one. They're disposable. Oh. It's terrible. Damn. You can, I could buy like a refillable one and refill it like a normal person would save a lot of money, but. Not there yet. These taste better. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I literally feel like I've, like, since I graduated college, I've just slowly reverted into being like in seventh grade. Mm hmm. <laughs> I just sit in my room alone and draw and skateboard and ride my bike and vape. <laughs> Not that I was vaping in seventh grade, but it just feels like a middle school thing. To it do. does. It feels like that's that's who's vaping now. I'm just been playing a lot of like Final Fantasy and okay. <laughs> and, and drawing and hanging out alone. I've been playing COD. I haven't been playing so much recently, but COD's kind of my go-to. Which one? Warzone is what I've been doing. A I asked that like I would know the difference. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I you said- did. You have. I was gonna say. Oh, what do you? What do you I play? I used to play. You, that came right off the cuff. You were ready. <laughs> oh, which one? I stopped knowing the difference after like Black Ops Two. Okay, so wow. I yeah, used yeah. to play them, but I like I just don't follow it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I I used to play the shit out of Modern Warfare too. That was I think that's the best one. That's the most fun. Yeah. I would come I home from Mr. O'Leary's class and just like slap on that headset and jump on Modern Warfare two <laughs> online. God, those are Team the Deathmatch, baby. <laughs> yeah. so, so I wasn't completely clueless. When okay. I asked you that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you had me. No, I was I was like a big like RuneScape kid. I never played RuneScape. Someone played, else was just telling I me. I played the Christ out of RuneScape when I was little. Is that like a It's like an MMO. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like an RPG online. You just fucking do shit, fight shit, wear armor. <laughs> I fucked around with Skyrim for a while. I, I love. Put, I put some time into I that game. I love Skyrim. I, I got that game like right when it came out in like 2000. What was it? Like 2011. That game looks like God, dog yeah, shit probably. now. I remember when I first played it, I was like, this is beautiful. Like, there's like tears in my eyes. And now I'm like, the graphics are so amazing. I'm like, this shit is fucking busted. <laughs> yeah. Look at these. It's like playing Minecraft. Now. All You're these like, players what? look like they were freshly popped out of a toaster. <laughs> like, they look like shit, bro. <laughs> All underbaked. What are we doing? On the, on the bagel setting. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think they remastered it, but I don't think it. They have released that either. game like six times. Yeah. I'm like Todd Howard. Just make a new one. Make the sixth one already. I know it'll disappoint me, but like, let's move on to other things. Come on. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, I feel like games that come out now are just they don't hit the same. At least Bethesda no. specifically, like. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Cause like Fallout Four was kind of, like it was playable. I played it, but doesn't compare to the, I never got into the fallouts. You should play New Vegas. It's pretty good. It's probably one of the best RPGs ever. If you can get past like how clunky and goofy it is cuz it, it is a kind of an older game. It's really cool. I got to check that out. Your choices actually matter. Okay. I made a choice and I lived to regret it and I was like, "Wait, this has never <laughs> happened in an RPG before." Normally Wait, these actually matter? Normally I do something and it doesn't affect my gameplay really. It just is like the illusion of a choice, but now I'm fucking pissed. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> did you uh did you ever play Cyberpunk? Mm-mm, I heard terrible things. I <laughs> <laughs> yes, I actually really liked the storyline. I've heard that it's a little bit more playable now, but when they released it, was, it, it's it was so it's still so buggy. That's the thing with like modern games as they come out, and it's 
it's like they're rushing so hard to make money off it that they don't fucking finish it. Yeah. Did you ever play Ghost of Tsushima? No. It's like a samurai game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, the gameplay's a little iffy sometimes. I heard the graphics were really good. That game is beautiful, and I wept like an infant baby at the ending. You should play that one. That's a really I'll have to try that. That's I've a heard banger. good things. It's, it's like an art piece. It's beautiful. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that just visually it's yeah. pretty oh, incredible. Oh, it's awesome. It, I think like sometimes the gameplay's a little goofy, but I, as an artist... I could look past it. <laughs> Worth it. Okay, I'll check that out. It's one of the new games that's come out that I haven't totally been like, fuck this shit, I hate this. Mm. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. I had to check that out then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cyberpunk was good. Just buggy as hell. I, I never I never really was drawn to it in the first place. Who even released that? I, I want to say an indie developer, but I don't think it was. It's, it was it's a, big, a triple A. a there's no studio, way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Because what is it like Future Space Grand Theft Auto? I don't really f- even understand what it was, to be honest. Oh, who really Cyberpunk? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about uh, Ghost. The, oh, no, no, no. Um, CD Projekt Red. Oh, uh, what, did they, what else did they make? That's familiar. They did... Um, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before, for say, sure. I know like, oh, they've made... Red Dead was another the, really good I think game. they made The Witch oh yeah that's sure. it is it the witcher yeah. i played witcher 3 that game's really hyped up and i, I was... haven't played them eh. sorry red to... dead was good red dead red games. dead, red dead yeah. slaps all over town red dead's <laughs> legit that was a really good game i did both get, were really good i did get really annoyed at it just because i think i'm very like hypercritical of video games <laughs> i don't know why but they it's like such a like crazy awesome interactive open world but then the storyline is so linear like you have to do exactly exactly what they, it's not like sandboxy yeah. at all there's no like alternative option you could take you have to do it exactly this way or you fail that's the only part where i got annoyed but just like the the world building and like just all the shit you can do and it's like so stupid beautiful i love that game i, I finished that actually right when quarantine hit oh really i was playing red dead at that time period solid game skateboarding solid during game. the day red dead at night <laughs> great call though yes i took a uh I took a game development class. What? That's cool. And yeah, I thought it was going to be. Yeah, Oof. I thought it was going to oh, be. No. <laughs> we had to, our final assignment was to build a PC game. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I wanted to do like, you know, like a zombie RPG type game. I was like, oh, this would be cool. You know, mm-hmm. some shooter. We settled on, we called it Gluck. And what it was was a duck <laughs> with a Glock for a head. Ooh, that was that's how it started, that right? Really so something. we had it photoshopped <laughs> for that Glock. Watch out for our release. It's gonna be it's gonna be legit. Dude, send me a link. Gluck, I think I st- I I have to see if I saw that file, but it was just a. I'll play the shit out of it. It was so ridiculous, <laughs> and you're fighting swans. We had swans that were like the enemies, swans and um. Maybe pigeons or something. So other birds, pigeon. yeah, other birds. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the, I think a geese, a goose was like the final boss. A single just geese. A, yeah, just a giant one. Like <laughs> took up half the screen, and you're just shooting these other things. It's it's not a scroll. It's just one solid platform, and you're on it, and you're just you're just shooting. It's mm-hmm. a top down. Gluck. And all the other birds have different weapons, like AKs for heads and all this other thing. That thing's. sounds like a mini clip game. Or like, like an adult are... swim game or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, what? While we were building it, I was like, what the f- What do we do? I mean, we got an A, which I could not believe because these other kids had like 
really cool platform games with like intricate details and cool cutscenes, and we had this. It sounds like your teacher had a sense of humor. Or she, I, or she felt bad. It was like, these kids. I would have slapped the fattest A <laughs> on that shit. I would have been like, this is hilarious. Fuck yeah. I would have been like, guys, what are we, what are we doing Points here? Points for creativity. What are we doing here? Oh, it was definitely creative. It, yeah. What did you get your degree in? I did uh, computer science and cognitive science. Oh, nice. That's a combo. Don't think I'm ever going to use it. I don't either. Yeah. my whole like undergrad tenure was basically just like studying how the united states has plundered latin america oh that's solid Uh, yeah it's pretty interesting or like i learned a lot about genocide which is like a little depressing sounds kind of fucked up but i'm like so cool but like that's interesting right it's you can't say the word cool (laughs) because it's it's genocide but i thought it was just so fascinating i got like a hundred percent on that final which i don't know what that says about me as a person (laughs) it's Say what you will, but that kind of thing is, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I was really into, this is going to sound bad. <laughs> I should watch our phrases. I was really into Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Said it the same way anyways. Gonna, I'm going to clip that yeah, sound that's gonna, bite. Yeah, that's going to blow up. Um, not in like a, oh my God, like go Nazis way. But like yeah. the idea that someone could rally a country, rally all these people to do something so horrible. Like just... I was fascinated with it's, that. It's from a cycle, especially because you studied cognitive science, just from a psychological it a, perspective. Yeah. It's really like, because it's, we have like this brand of what normal is and what normal people do. And when someone like goes crazy, it's so like beyond the pale, like that would never happen to me. Yeah. But then you see it happen to a whole society of people. And it's like, maybe, how does it, that happen? maybe it fucking would happen to me. Like you kind of don't, people fail to realize how fragile their psyches are. Yes. Especially like, and I think, you know, even very moral, good people that like really you know are independent thinking you don't know how you're going to behave in a certain context because you haven't been in it and we're like very hive-minded creatures and so shit can go down and you're going to behave in ways that surprise yourself yeah and people like to think that something like that could never happen over here Mm -hmm. which is crazy i'm like we're people it's just people over there and you know society is always like a fluid thing it's fluctuating constantly so like there's not this like standard american normal that we're just gonna keep just because it is what it is it's our god-given country you know like it's that weird veneer of society which is made up anyway everything's fucking bullshit dude i was on the way over here i was driving and two deer ran across the road and everybody like stopped and was like oh my god deer and i'm like what are we like how crazy is that that now just seeing deer it's like it reminds me of like I I took a philosophy class in college and it was like we'd read about Confucius for a while and he called it like the magic of like the understanding between people like for example if you're walking down the sidewalk and someone steps out of your way you don't have to say anything or like we all talk we all stop for a deer it's like this unspoken communication and now I can say Confucius say <laughs> and like actually kind of know what I'm talking about <laughs> but I mean how weird like humans are fucking weird weird like we like to think that society is this is this thing but it's not like it's we put up these this like set for a movie that we all Literally. live in but like deer like with it they don't fucking care yeah they don't care like they're just animals and that's what we are we're just animals that think we're my better brain than got animals. too big i would really like to return it <laughs> yeah can we go back can we go back to whatever crawled out of the water i would like chill? to be like a mindless monkey or like one of those you know, those the, the diagrams they show of evolution where that lizard thing grows yep. feet and crawls out of the water. That's me. It's so weird. <laughs> Take my prefrontal cortex back, please. 
I don't want it anymore. It's such a weird, we've just convinced ourselves that we're in this little safe, sanitized bubble. I think you kind of have to. It's shit's wild. It's a wild I th- It would be too, I don't think people could live without it nowadays. Yeah. Oh, certainly not. If my, It'd freak them out too much. <laughs> my asthmatic ass and I go to try to survive in the post-apocalypse, I, if I don't have my inhaler, I'm it's out. Not really good. I'm gone. Like, yeah. it's, it, without modern medicine, I am obsolete evolution is that's what's crazy how many of us would not be here without my i have to wear contacts i'm not hunting anything i'm (laughs) i'm starving to death i feel like i'd rather have to wear contacts and be asthmatic oh hands down oh hands (laughs) down yeah but i'm just saying like i'm in the same i might last a little bit longer than you but you can figure it out yeah but something's like five feet away mine is like when i was a kid it was way worse but mine just gets like it just gets more and more exacerbated if i don't have medicine so it's not like it's like oh, i'm having a flare-up it'll go away it's like i'm having a flare-up i'm gonna die <laughs> is it a constant thing like how no, it, what triggers it it's like it's like inflammation in the like capillaries in your lungs or something like little like airways they like swell up um exercise can trigger it cold can trigger it um getting sick can trigger it uh and vaping can trigger it (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it's so bad it's this whole podcast has become about me vaping (laughs) fuck it who cares but sometimes i'll have my inhaler in one hand and my vape oh my god (laughs) (laughs) just take a quick puff of each i'm like have to clear my airways for more vape that's that's like crazy but that's such a relatable thing like (laughs) we as people like we just that's just us. I, That's like the perfect representation of what it means to be a person. A big part of who I am as a person is just doing shit because I think it's funny. <laughs> to my detriment usually. But yeah, if I get some mirth from it, then it's worth it. <laughs> mirth? Yeah. It's like joy. Happiness. Oh, damn. It's that spelling bee action coming in and all these words. <laughs> Can you spell mirth for me, please? M-E-R-T-H. Is it really? It's M-I-R-T-H. God damn it. I knew I shouldn't have tried to spell it. I knew I knew it was too simple. I was like, this is going to be... I'm going to fuck this up. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> so you can learn the word mirth. <laughs> so, I can new, so I can learn new words. Like mirth. Yeah, like mirth. Vape sickness. and Vape sickness. See me draw this lady smoking. It's very topical. <laughs> yeah, I ho- hopefully people... Well, I mean, we can, what, what, here you better wrap, we've, we've done three hours. Holy shit. Yeah, we can wrap this bitch <laughs> up. <laughs> we've been here for three hours. hours. Um, do you want to plug all your stuff again? Where can people find you? Um, my Instagram is philosophia underscore underscore art. There's two underscores because with one underscore, it was taken. Uh, my website's the same thing, philosophia, except it's dash on underscore, dash art dot com. And my TikTok is philosophy underscore art, but it's just my medical trauma. So go look at that if you want. <laughs> Add to the view count. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this this was so much fucking yeah, fun. Yeah, I cannot do, believe yeah, that was we three We got to do this again for sure. That was a blast. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you so much. That's all. You're good plugged. I'm good and plugged. Okay. Yeah. Um, definitely go blow up that video. Hopefully people will I just got fired, so art. buy some shit. Yeah. Buy some freaking <laughs> art, guys. It's really good. I definitely recommend. I'm not just blowing smoke up anybody's ass like it's it's legit it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it my heart i'm i'm honored thank you all right thanks guys bye